curated by Kohl's latest collection is now available in select stores and at Kohl's.com. For a limited time, shop unexpected new favorites like reusable drinkware from Corksicle and fun arts and crafts from UB. Warmies heatable plush toys are perfect for little ones. Homesick handcrafted candles are a great gift to make anyone feel at home. And who doesn't love sweet treats from Candy Club? Shop curated by Kohl's for these digital need-to-know brands and more. Tap the banner now or visit Kohl's.com. Blog Talk Radio. Nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga. 
nigga, house nigga, feel nigga. Still nigga. Still nigga. Greetings and welcome to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D. and we have Thomas, also known as Tuck Most, and L.A. Ramon with us tonight, and they're going to be talking about the war to control the currency. So this is a money war that is going on here. So uh, let me see. I have a little technical difficulties, but I see we can get through it. Um, Ramon, is this you? Are you on? Hey, Auntie Beth. Yes, I am. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about yourself on this July 10th, 2020? I'm doing good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing pretty good out here. Uh, uh, experiencing some heat heat wave out here. We've been catching um some high high 90s and hundreds last few days out here. Okay, so, um, well, we've some people, so we can handle it. <laughs> yeah. I ain't been able to hang out there. I've been hanging in the garage. <laughs> it's dry skin. It's dry direct sunlight at that. Okay. It, it ain't like being at sea level in some places, like in Colorado. You know, we so high in altitude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, just make sure you uh, drink plenty of water. Oh, yeah. Stay hydrated. Thank you. Yes, yes. Where's Thomas at? Uh, Let me see. I see him. He just got on. Hold on. Thomas Tuckmos? Yes, yes. What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Great, great, great. That's good. How's everything in your next? Huh? I was saying, how's everything in your neck of the woods, Bev? Everything is good. We still That's alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we have to go back to work this week, so uh, my vacation okay. is over. My 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 uh, quarantine is over for now. Your quarantine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. They got to make an adjustment. You, you, you've been off for a while. This is just an adjustment. Yeah. I looked at those steps walking up from the train like, damn, wow, I don't miss this at all, man, walking up on the <laughs> My foot hurts, like, damn it. And then there was so much work to do, man. We ain't been there in months. And um, wow. I had to put, um, I had to walk around with a measuring thing and put these little footprints every six feet away and uh, for an office with almost 500 people, you know, it's a huge office, crazy. like, all day. Yeah, put signs up everywhere and put these little uh-huh. plastic partitions between each desk. It was it was a little crazy. Oh, control. Do, do you have to work in a mask all day? So, uh-huh. I wasn't happy this week, man, but either way, <laughs> that, that ain't cool. to, I still got a job. Do you, uh, do you have to work in a mask, Tugmo? Yes, I do. That's oh um, standard. 
And in the way it's set up, check it out. Like, it's, it's four people that do the same job as me. So she split it up so only one of us could be there at a time. So I only work one That's week crazy. a month. And I get paid. I said, shoot, I like this idea. This, I like this new economy, man. This is cool. You know what I'm saying? I could work one, one week a month and get paid. You know, they got the money. Right? But, um, yeah, I don't see this lasting too much longer. Oh, uh, the, the, they they plan to have like 15 people out of almost 500 people show up per week. So it's it's I, I don't see this. Um, I see by October everything's gonna get shut down again. That's what I think. But I could be wrong. But um, yeah, it's it's been well, um, crazy. Well, I don't, I don't you think are... it's gonna get shut down. What you think, uh, Ramon? I don't see it getting shut down. What you think? Well, here's what I will say. Well, you see uh, it going. After some, what, what some, can I be heard? Can y'all even hear me? We hear you. We hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Thomas was just talking about it. had me thinking. Fauci was just in, wasn't he, uh, didn't he do some type of hearing recently where he just said? Um, I don't believe nothing Fauci said. Well, check this out. He he said it's ridiculous that people would be out here wearing masks in, in 100-degree weather. <laughs> He told them. To, he told them to wear it in the beginning. He the we one know pushed that. it. We and know. now he's telling you you're stupid for listening to him. He said it, you shouldn't be out here. He said you should not be wearing a mask. But check this out on a serious note, though. You know we talked about this in the past about this stuff with coronavirus. If it, you know, if it had the validity that they selling it, then OSHA would be involved to some degree, at least if nothing more than containment protocol. Uh, OSHA just recently came out and said that they're going to take legal and financial acts against employers that are man- making mandatory mask wearing of uh, for masks while you're at work. Because they said for one reason they find it irresponsible that you would have people wearing masks and they haven't been trained in trained in wearing masks. And um, you know, pointing out some of the things we've heard on the show before. You know, reducing people's oxygen you know, uh, blood right. flow and rebreathing in your own carbon uh, monoxide. I mean, it's just a lot of things that OSHA got after them about. So, you know, I guess, again, if it's legit, then OSHA probably wouldn't be saying the type of things they're saying. You know, they wouldn't be enforcing that type of behavior onto employers if what they're saying about coronavirus is, is true because they would they would have to come up with a protocol for work. That's the whole point. So they basically saying they're going to prosecute employers for trying to make it mandatory. Exactly. And they should. That's crazy. Crazy. That's well, they, they're making us, um, we got to supply the masks to the employees. So I had to set up mask stations, and they even got this fancy mask dispenser. So, you know, they, they've been doing their own work, you know. So, um, but it's just odd, you know, being downtown Manhattan and everything is closed. Like, man, you know what I'm saying? All the spots you go to for lunch is closed. It's like, it's crazy. And then the only, I see this long line, and I'm like, I'm thinking this is the line for the Chick-fil-A or something, you know, because that line is always crazy long. But it was the line to get into this um, place they got called, um, um, it's, it's a doctor's office that's all around the city. It's like a... Uh, urgent care center at WebMD, some stuff like that. But the line was for that, and all these people was lined up to get a free coronavirus test. And I said, "Damn, 
You know, that's the only line I see. The only life I see around here is people in line to get a coronavirus test on their lunch break. Like, unbelievable. But that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, and then they made it so. They made it so that um, if you leave the state of New York and go to a state where they're having a, a up in um coronavirus, when you come back to New York, you'll have to quarantine for fourteen days, miss work, and you can't get paid for those fourteen days. So. I was planning on going to Vegas, man, and that messed up my plans. It's like, man, if I go to Vegas, I'm going to be screwed. But, um, yeah, they they, they got that um, intact here by the governor, which I think is crazy. Is Vegas back open again? It's open, but they, they're they the – New York has put them on the, the states you can't go to list because they're having an upkeep. It's Florida, Texas. Uh, Arizona, California, Nevada, all of those states now we can't go to or we have to quarantine when we come back for 14 days. And, of course, you know, that means you can't work. That's control. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's really crazy, man. (laughs) But to uh, answer your question, Auntie Beth, I think they, yes, and uh, Thomas said by October, I, I, I actually will give it to uh, September. I, I don't even think we'll make it to October, but you can see so you, that getting think, ready to y'all, come. Y'all think that everything gonna get shut down again? I'm of that opinion. That's what y'all saying. Okay. Yeah, so everything gets shut down I, I don't the election. Think so. uh, they need to keep. They get. They need to keep making Trump look bad. So this is perfect for them. He opened the country back up, and now. Important them is now the states that they say have all these uptakes in coronavirus. Now their talking point is he opened the country too soon, and we're gonna have a that, second. That, that dog. Ain't so I think hunt. Yeah, I think they're gonna use that right before the election to try to one. They don't. One thing is they don't want people to go vote. They want to put an app out so they can cheat the election. So right. they can't right. have people go to the ballot. They're going to use this as their, to me, this is going to be their meal ticket. To yes, this and hurricanes, I expect us to get, they're going to ramp up hard, and we're going to see a lot of devastating hurricanes just to keep the constant disarray, everything unorganized until this election. They've got to win this election. And these coins that we're going to talk about tonight is one of the major reasons why. Okay. And uh, d- let's not let's not leave it off the table that uh, Trump deregulated federal federal job requirements. So you know how people love to go get the jobs at the federal buildings and stuff. If you want to go work for the government, Trump took all the requirements for degrees. Certifications and stuff I, like I that. I thought he did. Vote. Is that just for federal, or was that for everything? From what I can tell so far, it, it, it's from what I gather right now, it's just about federal stuff. Is this federal? He doesn't have okay. jurisdiction. He doesn't have jurisdiction over any states. He only got jurisdiction over ten square mile Washington D.C. He got right. the power to right. pressure the states. You know, right. under withhold funding. For this or that, if they don't do what he says, that's pretty much the power the president, the federal government has. But 
you know, they they're just they really just right there in DC. So he could only right. you know, uh, make laws that D C could follow and then he puts pressure on the states to implement that law and some of them might, some of them won't. But uh he also made a, a rule for um uh, uh skilled laborers in the United States have to get jobs or be first up for jobs and he's getting rid of um cracking down on some hiring foreigners to take jobs that could belong to Americans during this pandemic where, you know, it's the jobs is all pretty much gone. So why would a Mexican or someone have that job? He's canceled people visas, even the Europeans. Europeans is pissed. He's, he even canceled their school visas. They can't even come back mm-hmm. and go to school until this is over. So, uh, you know, he, he's hitting back in the ways he can. But, um, like, like I think I'm, I'm of the consensus that this is all, this whole pandemic was phony baloney, all media, and um, they're going to milk it, you know what I'm saying, because they're all against them. I mean, we don't see them for the last few months tell us that looting and rioting is okay. We know that. I like I like Kanye's uh, approach. And I don't know if anybody really listened to his. I don't know if y'all listened to his real. Uh, if you didn't listen to his actual interview, it's like an hour, an hour and a half. You should go listen to it. I think I think what he did was, if he's really serious about it, I was like, man, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Because all he said was, hey, look, you know, outside of them talking about, you know, the stuff with Donald Trump going to the bunker and he's not, you know, rocking with Trump no more. He said his his reason for doing this is because if if he can take votes away from the Democrats, that's all he's concerned about. You know, he said basically he just felt like, you know, Democratic Party felt like they owned the black vote and and you know for Joe Biden and people to be coming out saying that you know if you if you don't vote you know for the Democrats you know if you got to think about who you voting for Trump or Biden is you ain't black you know so you know his whole his whole mission was about that and I was like. If anything else, I think he can help the situation over there with more chaos, and that's what they need, definitely. But when it comes to Trump's polls, a lot of people, they've been reporting popular or opinion polls, which don't even count for nothing, meaning they're going to go out and get a poll of a bunch of people on the street who, at the moment, they ask, what do you think about Trump? So it's all emotional at the moment. These ain't people who really voted for any party or anybody yet, or if they did, they still wouldn't have never voted for Trump anyway. You see what I'm saying? So the polls ain't even telling them the truth when they tell them that the polls had Joe Biden up what, like, <clears throat> I ain't even going to guess how many points or how, how much it was. But it was something stupid and ridiculous. I personally I mean, think you Trump... Can look at, you can look at the people that come out to Biden's meetings and look at who come out to Trump. I mean... You can see people for yourself. Biden's. You don't need no polls to tell you. That's what I'm saying. I mean, five people at Biden's last meeting, I don't think we should really have this conversation. Right. So, and, well, and, and the, people don't, the people don't elect the president anyway. It's the electoral vote. Uh-huh. So what yeah. is that about? You know, so it's all a facade. We all think, talking um, about that gang theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah they all in it. Mm-hmm. They all in it. <laughs> yeah. Ka- all Kanye is, um, <laughs> I think he's uh, special. 
but he's a genius. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I I wouldn't vote for him, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, what he was saying, I did see his thing, and he was going in on Biden, and I thought that that's good. I think if anything that can come out of all of this for the last what few years with the Trump whole thing is black people are finally starting to wake up to the Democrats. It's like that's the that's the key. Like you know. That's the one common we all got in common everywhere where we have nothing. It's like, again, we keep voting for these same people. So I think people are finally waking up to that. Um, but on the other hand, man, you got to be a fool to vote for Kanye West, man. But I will say this. The brother Ball is um, coming out with the fashion line, thinking that he was a little naive, went over to France, met with the big dogs at Karen and Louis Vuitton, and, um, you know, they said, hey, man, we love you, took him around the town, probably did other things to him, you know what I'm saying? And then um, took all his designs from him and said, we don't want to do business with you. And then as soon as he gets back to America, they got the whole his whole line in the stores with their name on it. And I think he learned the game there, like, oh, shoot. And then he goes out, he asks Zuckerberg for money, he's talking about he's in debt. All that to say, the brother's now worth $3.3 billion. You know, he went from saying he was $50-some million in debt to saying he got $3.3 billion, you know. And all he did was cut a deal with Adidas and, um, you know, get some percentage for these sneakers, which I think are absolutely atrocious looking. But these kids love them, and they cost like six, $700. It's like, oh, man, what do I do with Mr. Fox? But... You got to be a fool to vote for him, though, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. But um, anything's better than Biden. That's the best. I don't know. You just gave up listening to you. You just, you sound like a campaign manager. All all the reasons you don't think he's. I think I I like the brother. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I like the brother. Three points. What bill you? Yeah, I personally bought his, you know, buy his music. I think he's a, a dope, you know, rapper. I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I just think that, um, you know, he ain't no dear president. But so I'm Trump <laughs> is president, so anything's possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so Trump is president. And I think Kanye would still be better than Biden. I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. I, if I had to choose, you know what I'm saying? Well, one but, thing he would think. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Fendi. No, no, I'm done. Oh, well, one thing he is doing that you got to give him credit is positive. He's making the younger uh, people, that's what you just said, that's why I said you sound like a campaign manager. The young people um, definitely is pulling away from the, the Democratic Party because of a lot of people like Kanye West, Killer Mike, and all of them. You know, even though Killer Mike wasn't really promoting against the Democrats because he was rolling with Bernie Sanders. A lot of that fan base, you know, they're young and they 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 roll they roll with them. You know what I'm saying? So many of them have already been pulled from the base, and I mean that just shows in the selection of Joe Biden. That's what many of people have said. They's like, man, come on, the dude came in fifth in the Iowa uh, caucus. I mean, the Iowa primary. He's not he, he he's not going nowhere because you know, according to what we all heard over the years. If you don't get Iowa, it's a wrap. 
Yeah, and I think that um, this Maxwell chick getting caught, that messes up Hillary's chances because if Bill comes out in that scandal, oh, boy, you know, she, she can't run for president now, you know what I'm saying? If he out there um, on trial for being a pedophile, um, and also I think that the media might try to tag along Trump to that whole thing too, you know what I'm saying? Um, just not not to be true, you know what I'm saying? Just to have something to talk about, you know how they do. Yep, I think it will happen. All right, they What were you taking? Yep, they yeah. have. What you say, brother? I was just asking, where you taking this? You ready to get into the show? Yeah, we can start it off. Um, still want to say one more thing, one more story um, that I noticed over the last few months, man. And, you know, I follow this company a lot called Tesla. And they make uh, electric cars and now they're the, like the most valuable car company in the world. Their stock is over a trillion dollars. Like, wow. Uh, but I saw this and I was thinking of you, Ramon. I was watching this um, program and this dude, he bought the Tesla Woof, which are like roofing panels. They're actually the roof, but it's made out of a glass that you can draw the solar energy in from it. And he put two Tesla batteries outside his house, and the roof powers the batteries. And he went from paying two to three hundred dollars a month uh, electricity bill to the electricity company owing him money every month. You know, they got he gets checked for forty nine dollars, seventeen dollars one month. You know, from the electric company because he's not using no energy. They're actually taking energy from him and selling it to right. other people. So. Um, I just wanted to know what were your thoughts on this battery power uh, as opposed to the standards of electricity that we use now? Because I'm looking at this like, hmm, you know, now in New York, I'm like, man, how are you going to power a building? Now, that would be a little difficult. Like, would we have our own little batteries in our apartments or something? But I'm ready to get rid of this electricity. Like, man, you know, they getting money back. So uh, what, what, what was your thoughts on that, brother? And then we can jump right into the show. I think it's a hell of a damn scheme that dude came up with. And I think he, you know, probably catches a lot of harassment from them people for something like that. You know, that to get away with something like that, I think it's awesome. I, I wish I had thought of something like that or came up on, you know, that type of idea. <clears throat> I mean, battery power is something that uh, ultimately is really not new in the sense of what they're talking about. It's the efficiency of a battery life that they're, you know, trying to, overcome with, you know, the standard cell battery versus you got your lithium ion battery series and so all this type of stuff coming. So people are just looking for a, a way when it comes to battery power, from my understanding, people are looking for a way to just store energy for much longer purposes than anything because the cost of to constantly produce it is what they're trying to remove from the, the process altogether. That's a lot of what we're talking about with this, this XRP stuff here, they're finding ways to mm-hmm. get rid of the middle the middleman within some of this stuff. But the you know the discussion on battery power is very very broad too. So you know it's one of those things you got to kind of narrow down what it is they're trying to do when they talk about sustainable 
you know, energies and stuff like that, or power. Um, but that's about all I can offer yeah. you right now, Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just knew that you were building an electrician, so that's why I asked you, because I was thinking, man, if you could power your batteries in your phone with solar power, and then, like, his batteries is doing, like, man, that would be dope. Like, you, you won't need to plug it in. So I'm like, man, he got, like, the unlimited source of energy while the sun's out, he's charging the one battery, the other battery's running, and when the sun goes out and the other battery dies, the other battery kicks in, and then when the sun comes on, it charges the other battery. It's like he got a limited source of energy where he doesn't need the electrical company for nothing. Um, That's what that was, an ill concept. Um. I would like to know. So, so he's based. So there was nothing mentioned of any type of storage uh, container, or, or he's just running yeah, straight the battery, battery. The battery stores the energy as it comes in from the solar power, right? And then um, it charges itself with that energy. And with then, that energy, okay. And then the other battery is just running the house. You know, he got all his stuff, the air conditioner, everything powered off for one battery. So then when that battery dies, the other battery just kicks in and the sun comes back out. It just powers the other battery now. You know what I'm saying? It's like continuous. His batteries might never be 100% full at one time, but it doesn't matter. It just keeps revolving. One picks up, the next one picks up. You'll have, never to loses anything. You'll have to ask Wes when he comes in the line because he's a current uh, electrician leaning in. He's actually working it. Uh I would actually think you got me wondering if that's a parallel circuit or or a series circuit. So I mean, because what he's doing is is would you send me the article or you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, like yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, it's a bunch of it's like man, it's a, it's hundreds of people that do their own YouTube videos on them buying the solar roof and the batteries and how much money they save every month. You know, they ain't got nothing better to do with their lives, but that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, but with those systems, yeah, the ones you're talking about, though, they still have to rely somewhat on the the, the city utility. What you're talking about, this dude is doing, he's doing 100% recycling of, of 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 the energy itself that he's taking in. Mm-hmm. While he's still yeah, connected so. to the utility grid, so the utility grid is now tapping into his house and taking energy from him and giving it to his neighbors and paying him money every month for the energy they took from him. Like, yeah, I'm going to send it to you. Um, okay. I wanted to get into these um, block wars, blockchain. We talked about this several times, Dev, on the show. Um, mm-hmm. From, from COINTEL to COINTECH, okay? And um, we, we're entering into a stage where everything is changing. Um, but I'm just going to go through some of my notes here. Um, the U.S. government is on the cusp of not only creating their own cryptocurrency or um, digital dollar, but accepting other cryptocurrencies as actual assets, equity, contracts, and um, that's a good thing. Um, so they just passed a law called H.R. one. Well, I shouldn't say they passed it. They submitted the law. It's H.R. 6154, Cryptocurrency Act of 2020. Okay? And um, it's to clarify the federal agencies to regulate digital assets 
to require those agencies to notify the public of any federal licenses, certifications, and registrations required to create or trade in such assets. Okay, so um, pretty much, they're pretty much opening the door for all these coins to finally be used that people have been talking about, you know, and you never see them. And it's like, yeah, what they talk about with this crazy cryptocurrency? But now you can finally be able to use it. You know, it's, it's coming to that point. Um, so one of the leading crypto asset management solution companies is called Ripple. Um, and they have a product called XRP. Um, it's from the Ripple Payment Network. They have several products, but this one is special, and I'm going to get into why. Um, but for the first time, crypto businesses and financial institutions will be able to systematically screen XRP transactions for links to criminal activity and sanctioned entities with enterprise-grade solution. And I'm just, I'm going to break down what they're saying. XRP is the third largest cryptocurrency by market value after Bitcoin and Ethereum. Okay, so XRP is huge. Okay. And it's an increasingly popular asset in Asia. There's a war right now between China and the United States. Okay, it's a trade war, uh, and it's all about the money. It's all about the Benjamins. It's all about the currency. We're getting away from dollars. We're moving into a whole other paradigm of how we get paid, how we how we how we pay for things, and all of that. So um, China's leading the way, and the U.S. is serious about catching up. They're putting products all throughout China, all throughout Asia, to try to tap into that market space that China owns right now. Um, okay, it's employers struggling to meet the conditions set by the U.S. government's loan program may find salvation in an unlikely place, a new Bitcoin 401k plan from Bitwage, okay? So Bitwage, this company is now allowing people to put their 401ks and you could just invest it all in Bitcoin or XRP or other cryptos. So um, cryptocurrencies is going to complete, compete and may replace the bond market one day. Uh, and think about how huge that's going to be. Um, notice how prisoners are all being released. You know, what happened to the prison bonds? You know what I'm saying? But the digital money is flowing like crazy. Um, the, now the central banks are really accepting this new cryptocurrency system. They're looking to take over the space. But XRP is looking like it won't be affected by these central banks. They're going to actually use this coin. Okay, um, and they have a one bank already. It's a Swiss bank, and it's also out of Singapore. It's called Sinjum, um, Signum Bank. It's um, it's a complete digital asset bank. It's the first of its kind. And of course, you know anything happening in Switzerland with banking is official. You know, so this thing is really picking up. Um, and um, you know. As far as with XRP, how it will fit, and XRP is the coin. And Bev, how much do you think it would cost for you to buy one of these coins? 
It's probably not that much now, is it? It's whopping 17, 18 cents right now for one coin. You know, okay. so, you know, 19 see right now, Thomas. 19 right now. So it goes up, goes down, you know what I'm saying? But eventually, as more banks start to accept it, and that's why I put this article in here with Signal Bank, a Swiss bank, the Swiss banks are now accepting it. You know what I'm saying? So everyone's going to follow suit. It's just going to keep rising and rising. Um, now, a huge problem with cryptocurrencies is what we were just talking about. They're not environmentally friendly. Uh, they use a method called proof of work when you do mining. Proof of work is an algorithm that underlies most cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, etc. It's used to validate transactions within the blockchain to create and distribute new coins. The mechanism or algorithm proof of work requires mining. And it's an incredible energy-intensive process. Uh, it takes hundreds of computers to run all day just to mine one coin. And it might take them, you know, hours, days just to get one coin to work on one problem before they can solve it. And just think of how much energy that sucks up. And um, it's actually causing a problem in people or well, places where people do a lot of mining. Uh, where they, they've actually been arrested for using so much energy, um, blowing out grids and things of that nature. Uh, what XRP does is it's not mine. They use a new technique, consensus mechanism. Consensus is the procedure that allows for a common agreement to be formed around which transaction is executed in order. Okay? Uh, nonetheless, they eliminate the mining process. So this eliminates the energy consumption to make the coins, which makes it more attractive for c countries and companies to say, okay, I'll use this coin because I'm not going to be leaving a big footprint. And that's a huge thing that's coming up. Of course, we all know they're talking about global warming. Um, you know, and those are the agendas of the day. Um, sustainable energy, you know, um, Agenda 21, Green Agenda, that's what they're doing. So this is a very friendly coin to own. You won't be, won't get any penalties for taking up too much, um, too much um, energy. Also, for every one million transaction, XRP could power seventy nine light bulb. With how they how they process the energy, is they call it light bulb hours. So just just to say, a million XRP coins would take will cost seventy nine thousand. Um, light bulb hours for a million Bitcoin billion light bulb hours. That's how much energy that they consume just to make the same amount. So um this is way more energy effective and um you know just giving another reason why this coin is gonna be around. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not gonna fall by the wayside. It's the model that a lot of coins are coming up with. Um and um brother you had anything you wanted to add? No, I'm listening, man. I'm listening. Oh, okay, okay. Um, according well, I, to Grace, I did, let me let me. I, mm -hmm. I was going to wait for this question because it really I wanted to save it for the family as well. But just in brief, what that what what is the XRP currency to the to us as the people who probably live our lives 
more so day-to-day trying to pay bills, you know, doing standard consumer transactions. I mean, is this a, is this one of those type of things we can use in that lifestyle going forward? Is, is that what this is? That, I wanted to ask that question later, but you made me have to ask it now. Is that, can we do that with this currency here? Um, well, well, from what I'm seeing, you, you can, but you probably, this is something more like a stock. You buy it, you hold it, and let it bubble, you know what I'm saying, and you cash out when when it hits a certain point where you think, okay, not going to make any more, it's about to fill. Well, you know what I'm saying? To me, it's not, um, it's other coins that will be used for everyday purchases, you know what I'm saying? But this right here, to me, is just going to be used for one specific reason, which I'm going to get into. Uh, but, yeah, this the, the point of this coin, to me, is for $0.19, cent, a easy invest, dollar will buy you five. You know what I'm saying? So $10 will buy you 50 Um, $0.19. Cent. If it goes up to $0.50, cent, you may double your money. If it goes up to a dollar... You know, you made five times your money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a easy thing. And I'm gonna show you some of the numbers. Um, but either way, um, and I, I don't want to, you know, I'm just trying to lay out why this thing is gonna be around, so people don't feel like this is some fly by night thing. Everyone's in on it. Uh, grayscale over. The 25 years, 20, 20, um, $68 trillion in wealth passed down from the older generation to the younger generation. Over the next 25 years, $68 trillion in wealth will be passed down from people who died, you know, got old, left it to their children, to a younger generation, okay? Of course, we all know the younger generation, they're all into this crypto. They're not into what their parents did, you know what I'm saying? Jobs with um, pensions and 401ks and, you know, it's not too many of those anymore. They invest in crypto. So it's going to have at least, uh, uh, let's just say half of those people put some money into this um, to this industry. You know, that's a $34 trillion industry. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be huge. Um, and that's trillion with a T. Uh, XRP is different from other cryptos. It was created in 2012 not to deregulate the people from the banking empires like Bitcoin claims to be. It works with the central banks. It's a product that they use, and it just makes it easier. So this isn't something that uh, is competing with them like other cryptos. This is something that's working with them to make their jobs work easier. So this is another reason why this thing is going to be around. Um, It handles 1,500 transactions per second. That's way faster than any other cryptocurrency. Okay, I think Bitcoin only could do 15 transactions per minute. This does 1,500 transactions per second, which puts it in line with a credit card. You know, um, you know, it, it, you're not going to, as soon as you use it, it'll be instant that you'll get your receipt. You know, you don't got to wait for it to process or anything like if you use other cryptos. Uh, 100% of the coins were pre-minted, okay? That's why they saved so much energy. They minted them themselves through a real easy process, which didn't consume a lot of energy, okay? Uh, 100 billion coins in total. Ripple controls 60% of the supply chain of the coins. 
The other percentage goes to the banks. Ripple put $55 billion of that 60% of the $100 billion uh, into an escrow. That's where it's held. And a smart contract releases $1 billion in XRP every month for the next 55 months, and then it picks up another contract. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's efficient. Um, and uh, being that they're pre-minted and they hold $55 billion in escrow, it makes it a centralized cryptocurrency. So it's not decentralized. They have a limited amount. They're able to control their own market, which is good. Um, so investors hate XRP for that model because they want to decentralize bank. But we've seen all these decentralized coins. Have you ever seen anyone go to the store with a Bitcoin and use it? No. You know, because it's decentralized. You need something that's into the fold of the the scope of the financial system that works with it. So this is a much better thing. And um, Ripple has other products. They have XRapid. They have, um, which which is more used right now than XRP. However, XRP is there. So, and um, this is the main reason why this is important, Bev. Um, it eliminates no-store accounts. Um, that's the key value of XRP. No-store accounts are accounts denominated in foreign currency established through your own local bank, okay? When you send money from your bank to someone in a foreign bank, the way that it works and the way the honesty is built into the system, banks have to have a no-store account. Your bank has, your bank has to have an account with that amount of foreign currency in it, and the foreign bank has to have that an account with that amount of U.S. currency in it. And if they both meet those standards, then you can make that transaction evenly. You understand what I'm saying? That system is called SWIFT, but it's not SWIFT. It's anything but SWIFT. It takes days for these transactions to go through. You know, it's sometimes weeks. Days, if you live in, like, Europe or Western Europe or China or Japan, you know, where you got banks everywhere and they do a lot of business with the U.S., so they hold a lot of U.S. dollars in their banks, so they always have the U.S. money on deck. Of course, the U.S. banks have everybody's money on deck, so it's a easy transaction. But if you live in a poor country like, you know, a developing country, not even a poor, poor country like India or Brazil, Latin America, the Caribbean, Eastern Europe, you know, these take days to clear, sometimes weeks. And if you live in Africa or in a third world, you know, very undeveloped country, it takes months for them, their banks to get that. If you send someone $10,000, it'll take months for their bank to get $10,000 U.S. in their no-school account to clear your money. So, you know, you'll have to wait and wait and wait and wait for that to clear. Um, this is what XRP does is it eliminates that. Because now instead of my bank having to have a certain amount, let's just say I'm doing a transaction with someone in, um, my, my cousin, let's just say in Brazil, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he asked me to send him $10,000, just giving you a fictitious amount. I go to my bank, I send the money. My bank has the $10,000 in Brazilian dollars. His bank doesn't have the $10,000 U.S. dollars, so he has to wait for his bank to get the money to be able to funnel that money over to him. It might take weeks. Now the two banks just have to buy the same amount of XRP, 
and send that through to each other, and the money clears because you don't need to hold anybody else's money. The XRP is recognized as the currency by both banks that they both can use. So all they have to do is you buy it in Brazil. He'll buy it. His bank buys that amount of XRP in Brazilian money. My bank buys that amount of XRP in U.S. money, and it just clears. It's a simple, easy transaction. It takes seconds. I know it sounds complicated, but it's seconds. Within seconds, the money's sent. You get a little barcode on your phone, you bring it down, they scan it, and then they cash you out in his country. You know, And that's just how simple it's going to work. This eliminates uh, also the fees. Of course, if I send someone $10,000, I might be paying seven, $800 in fees and taxes and tariffs and everything else to send that money. It's no fees or none of that stuff with XRP. You understand? You just, I just buy the money. You know, it's that simple. Um, so the notes so accounts. Be, mm-hmm. So it'll it, it kind of be, it kind of be like, you know how when you change and switching money from one account to another account, it's just a matter of you putting the numbers in. It's something like that. When you like how you transfer money from one of your accounts to another account. Would it yeah, work exactly. like that? It's going to be seamless, just like you, you're changing your money from one account to another. Not like, okay. we, um, I never sent money to someone in another country but once. You know what I'm saying? But if if you ever sent money to someone in another country, you know, you send them the money, it might take them days or weeks to for, before they actually get that money. You know, it, it takes time. Whereas this, they get it the second you send it. You know, you eliminate the time that it takes. Um, and do you understand how that, you know, what I mean by the, huh? Yes. Oh, go ahead, bro. I just wanted to say something. Just wanted to let you know. I, want, I did want to add something to a couple of things you said. Oh, for, for sure, for sure. But let me just say this, um, Bev. Did you understand what I mean by the, the no-stroll account? No, because you know I got I got foreign clients, and I'm trying to see how because the service that I use to collect the money they must have something like this in effect because the the my foreign clients send money to me, but I don't have to change it or do nothing. It's it's already done. Okay. So, um, so that's, I'm trying to see oh, how they. No, no, so what you were doing, you explaining to me how they doing it. How they do it, yeah. And if your your clients, um, pardon me one second, on Ramon. If your clients using fintech companies like Cash App or uh, one of those type of companies, it's already using XRP. Those companies already yeah. using to exchange money. So okay. it, it's already. They're beating out the banks right now. The banks is trying to figure out how they can compete with Cash App and with uh, even, um, you know, Apple Pay and Google Pay, where it's just instant because they're using XRP to fine-tune those transactions real fast. Go ahead, um, Ramon. Okay. Um, so Nostro, uh, Bostro, if I'm understanding, is it that they have to purchase an equal amount of Coins on the opposite end as the per- the sender would have in reserve as well. Is that what I'm hearing? Exactly. If you're going through the bank. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically, all these countries have to participate in order to even have uh, these particular currency or cryptocurrencies in, in reserve in the first place. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And how many of them did you say was on board already? Out of the ninety six countries with the central bank right now in the country, in the world, one hundred and ninety six countries are recognized by the World Bank as having a central bank. One hundred ninety of the nine one hundred and ninety five of them have signed on the XRP. Only one hasn't. Okay. So so is this work only for this certain coin? Or are they doing this to exchange money? You know, just like foreign money, like, like you know, foreign people want to spend money over here. It, it works for both our money and just the coins or just the coins? Well, that XR, see, how this coin in our everyday life has no real significance. You understand? We're not going to use this coin. This is more for banks to make transactions with each other cross borders without mm-hmm. having to go through the long, lengthy process that is okay. already in place. So it's like um, if, if me and Ramon don't really trust each other, but we got we to gotta do business with each other, and I'm like, man, I don't trust if I send you my money that you're going to send me back my goods. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, uh, this, so U.S. does business. With another country, they're not really the banks ain't really trusting each other. So that the bank, the U.S. bank says, "Yo, I'm gonna send you this ten thousand dollars for you to convert it into your money, but you gotta prove to me you got ten thousand dollars U.S. on hand, covered it. You understand? And they prove, okay, look, this is my social account. I got the ten thousand. Prove you got the ten thousand in my currency. And U.S. like, yo, we got it. And they're like, all right, we'll make this transaction go through. But that takes days, you know what I'm saying? With this here, the U.S. bank says, all right, I want to send $10,000. I don't trust you. You don't trust me. Okay, so you buy the $10,000 in U.S. money, and I'll buy the $10,000 in your money, and we exchange it that way. And the coin, you know what I'm saying, the transaction just goes right through because now they're not putting up U.S. money. They're just putting up XRP. They could. They got plenty of XRP gotcha. they could buy. Yeah, you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But for us, it's just an investment, like buying um stock in mm-hmm. a car company. Like you buy stock mm-hmm. in General Motors. I, you know, I, I mean, you hold it. You know, it's it's, it's something that's going to be worth something one day. One day you might need to cash it out if you need it. One day, you know, you might be able to pass it on. Um, But when I give you all the numbers, it's going to astound y'all. Trust me. Okay. I know you've been, you've been over there, brother. No, I mean, I'm still at the point where, you know, we're still listening to you because, you know, I got some pros and cons to the situation, mostly pros because I think it's a great thing. It's a, you know, the beautiful thing about it is that uh, I don't know, I don't want to steal any thunder from you. The, the thing about what Thomas is talking about as far as XRP is concerned is that it, it it supports itself. It's its own blockchain. It's a ledger and it's a cryptocurrency. So it it has a benefit much greater than even like what people think of Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, so one of the things that you can see to this process that he's speaking of, since we're talking about a distributed ledger, is that these people are backing their coins as assets 
to the ledger and vice versa. The ledger is backing the coins. It's becoming assets to the coins, which is owned by great big people such as IBM and people like that, Walmart and all these people who are using it very, very much so in places like China right now. But I hope I didn't take nothing from you there, Thomas. Go ahead, bro. You're absolutely right. Walmart China, not Walmart U.S., Walmart China, right. they use XRP to supply their stores. You know, so being that they got to keep switching their money from U.S. money to Chinese money, and listen, we're just going to put up the XRP. We need 10 million pairs of socks. You know what I'm saying? How much it costs? Okay, here. You know, so they, they eliminate and even using the dollar, and they're it's just a global straight coin. XRP. It's a global coin. This yeah, is going to be like a traveler check. You know, like essentially, like sort of like a traveler chain. You wherever you go, you're just gonna pull that out and use it, and it's gonna, you know, spin. Well, one thing it definitely does is it removes the broker, or in the case of banks, the money transmitter gets gets removed out the way. That's why many of us, you go to a bank, even if you go in the cash at the lobby, they still be wanting to charge you five, eight bucks, ten bucks to cash their checks from their customers' accounts. So. Basically, a lot of that type of behavior just definitely goes out the door. I mean, and I think we're probably seeing some of this already on Apple's uh, wallet, Thomas, because they got their feature is almost similar to a lot of what we're talking about here. I know it's not, you know, based on a strong platform like, you know, XRP Ledger, but if people have been playing with the Apple wallet, they, they probably have gotten a taste of what you're talking about already. Oh. I think Apple is using their own version of blockchain technologies and ledger technologies to work their wallet, and I think they partnered up with um, with uh, Mastercard or Visa, one but of them as well. Um, their trace trace app is built on this thing you're talking about. That that much mm-hmm. I, I do know. Yeah, that that code, yeah. that code thing. Yeah, some people should that be was aware my, of too. That's my next point, which is um. One of the downsides that you'll hear about XRP is that banks like Chase, Citibank, Bank of America, Wells Fargo are all coming out with their own cryptocurrency. We like the dollar is dead. You know, let's just X the dollar out. No one's gonna, and it's gonna be so obvious as we continue how how um, obsolete the dollar is now. But um, some experts say. Um, these coins that the banks are making are going to make XRP obsolete. But other experts, including the um, CEO of XRP, he he explained how this was going to make it stronger because these banks are going to, what they're going to have is essentially coin no-store accounts too. So Chase is going to have, if they want to, if you want to send money, if I, if I want to send money to Ramon and he has um, Chase and I use Bank of America, uh, my coins and his coins aren't going to be um, in line with each other. So you're going to – both banks can just purchase that amount of XRP and make that exchange go through, you see. So it's even going to work when the banks come out because, um, of course, you can't just go to Citibank and, and use your Chase card and their ATM. They're going to charge fees. They're going to – because, you're, 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 you know, they, for them to have to read your chip, you know, they had to go through some loops and stuff. So um, same thing with the when this becomes crypto, um, Chase, 
in order for Chase to do business with Citibank, and right now they all use cash, so it's easy. But uh, once they have their own currency, they're going to be in the same situation that countries are in, like Mexico and the United States. They got two different currencies. Chase and Citibank will have two different currencies. They're not going to just mesh. You know, you're going to have to have an intermediary coin to, or they're going to have to have Nostro accounts with, where Chase has um, Citibank coins and they have a certain amount of um, Bank of America coins and a certain amount of Wells Fargo coins and HSBC coins and all those different coins to meet the obligations of making transactions, or they could simply just use XRP and make the transaction without that. So it's going to work even when they be, when the um, banks go crypto, uh, which is going to be even bigger. Uh, and we know so, they are. So, Thomas, would they, mm-hmm. they probably might be ready to – what you just said, if they're going to divvy out their own, let's say, Chase coin and, and Wells Fargo coin and then attach it to uh, the XRP – Man, that that's crazy because to be a uh, to be a member of it now, you got to actually hold their their coins to be a bank member. And all the banks so right now are using. You would have to hold Chase Chase coins to be a member of Chase. Is kind of what what Thomas is talking about is saying, if they have two different coins. But they need a centralized system where it doesn't devalue either one of their coins, being that they're going to use XRP as their centralized uh, distribution uh, infrastructure. They don't lose value, but at the same time, they gain even more value by the fact that they can sell their coins to their customers, us, who cash the checks there. Mm. I didn't even think of it that way. So... What you're saying is that just say a person has two banks, one at Chase and one at the Bank of America. Now, now you can't, if you got funds and on the Internet, I can't take the funds out of one of my bank accounts and put it into my other bank account online. I have to go in the car and do all that. Where with, with this setup, I wouldn't have to do that. I can take Uh, one bank account and transfer to my other bank, two separate banks, right here online here, without having to go to the ATM machine. Exactly. What what happened in the background is you're trying to transfer from one bank account to the other, so what what, what it's going to do is take that money from one bank account, convert it to XRP, and then put the XRP into the other bank account for the same value. You know what I'm saying? And convert it back. And convert, and convert it right back to dollars, yeah. That's so what they do. Okay, excellent. Excellent. I like well, that. I that's what I have though. a problem with. Well, here's, here's what I'm trying to say, though. For another way of dipping into selling their coins without telling you they're selling you their coins, you go in a bank mm-hmm. now with a hard check. You cash it, you get cash, right? Okay, yep. yeah. Okay. Their way of selling you that money back is their fee that they're charging. We're going to charge you $8 to take the money out of our bank. The same process they're doing now, they're going to do it again, except they're going to say, when you make that exchange from bank to bank, you're going, their, XRP is going to convert over to from, from Chase to Wells Fargo, but you, in essence, when you pull it out, when you need to get, get it, but you don't never really get it, right? You don't ever get it in hard cash no more. That's just what we were saying. So in order to use their coin, 
they're going to charge you a fee anyway. You get what I'm saying? Because you no longer are going into the bank withdrawing hard cash anymore. So every time you use their coin, you're going to have a, 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 a fee underneath that. Yeah, well, well, according to XRP, there is no fee. I'm not talking about XRP. I'm saying once it converts through that system, you're saying once they cross over, whatever the bank itself is giving you as credit, which is in this case, Chase coins. Normally you would walk into Chase and just get your money out. I don't even bank with Chase. So they may tell me I may have to purchase their coins out to get back over to my own or they may charge me a fee without me even knowing that they're doing it. You get what I'm saying now? Oh, yeah, but remember this. None of this stuff is going to be physical. So the Chase coins are not going to actually be coins. It's going to be money on a credit card, a debit card, or band, or whatever they're going to give that you just swipe and it takes the money off. It's not going to be no cash. It ain't going to be no you going in your pocket and pulling out anything to pay other than maybe a card or whatever has Chase on it. When you use that card, Chase's, you're using Chase's money, their own crypto system, which they could convert into dollars to pay that transaction to the place or whatever. And being that it's not going to be dollars, whatever they convert, it just has to be something of value to what you spend. You get what I'm saying? So... It's going to be a totally different system. The way you was making it seem like like you figure like it's going to be physical chase money or chase coins. Okay. I wasn't saying that. I was saying normally when you think about the process of us getting money out of a bank, you get a you get paper. But what I'm saying is they're going to say nowadays like okay we we don't have a check so whoever you did the agreement with they they obviously have credits at Chase Bank right. Let's say I'm the contractor and my customer is going to pay me through their banking institution, which is Chase. They're not going to give me any hard cash anymore, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so what they're going to do is a, a, they're going to do a – let's just say they're going to tra- do a wire transfer, okay? But the wire transfer in this case is not going to be done in a traditional manner. It's going to be done under a structure of – Chase has its own reserve of, of mint, which they're call, calling Chase coins or Chase cryptocurrency. That's why I'm calling them coins. And in order for you to really get your money out, you don't get it out because, like you said, it's all digital numbers and stuff. But what's preventing them from selling you their coins That's what I'm, or their cryptocurrency as you think you're getting an even swap for your, your check that normally you would walk in and just cash and they may say we we're going to charge you five dollars up front to cash the check. In order to use their 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 currency, you may be they may call it the Chase Coin, and you may be subject to uh, fees for using their coin. Is what I'm saying. You get is that making sense? Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be um, banker fees and things attached to all this stuff. For sure, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll try oh, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just going to end with the XRP with this last fact. Like I said, it was created in 2012 by Ripple. 
if you invested in, it took a couple of years for it to start to gain a little bit of value. Um, invested in XRP in 2014 when the market cap was only $22 million in, and it had a low circulating supply and the price of XRP was lower than two-tenths of a penny. Okay? And you held that and waited and pulled out at the peak in 2018 when it went up to $3.38. That would have been one million eighty-two thousand dollars you would have made if you just would have spent nine hundred dollars in purchasing the coin then, right? If you took nine hundred dollars and purchased the coins now, and it went back up to the three dollars and eighty thirty-eight cent mark, you would have four hundred thousand dollars. So if you 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 see what I'm where I'm going? So you hold and you just wait. It's not something that you're gonna be looking at like yo, I'm a I'm going to be, you know, I'm buying this coin and I'm going to be paid. You know, like, it's something like, oh, I'm going to buy this coin and I'm going to put my, myself in a position where I'm going to get paid. You know, $400,000, if it goes back up to $3.38, let's just say the coin goes up to $10, which is relatively cheap. Most cryptos, they trade way, I mean, sell for way more than that. A lot of them do. Bitcoin is worth, what, $10,000, one coin. If this thing goes up to $10, and we buy it at 19 cents. Man, think about how much money that is if you had $100. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're looking at a few thousand just for putting up that small investment now. And I think, as you know, me and Ramon is saying, like the banks, the central governments, the companies are all using this or trying to use this. Ripple software is already used in every bank in the world. And they have the XRP app on their software, so they all have access to it. It just hasn't kicked off yet. The full global cashless society hasn't jumped off yet. Um, and that once it does, this coin's value is just going to increase and increase and increase and increase. Uh, but um, right now, we have a small opportunity to get into this. Um, I was telling Ramon earlier, I think the opportunity we have is that um, Donald Trump is president and this coin, trust me, all cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology, that's all part of globalism. Globalization, right. that's all who's behind that. But that's right. the mode of apparenda. Trump being a nationalist has brought us at least four years, hopefully four more years of time to stack up on this stuff because whoever replaces him, we know we're going full in on everything that, you know, he's stopping from happening because he's trying to hold on to the dollar concept, hold on to the paper money concept. You know, all of the things that built America, that America was good at, he's trying to hold on to that. This crypto space is ruled by China, Asian countries where they're poor, and they have a necessity for this, These having alternative monies to their governments because their governments don't have, money has no value in a lot of these countries. So this is important to them. But being that this is the way things is going to be done, they're getting such a gain on America because we're not using it. We're not even being taught about it really in school or anything. Like this is just something that people in the know are doing. People in the know became millionaires off of Bitcoin and other things because they saw the trend and saw the, you know, this is going to be something. And I, I honestly think this XRP is going to be, 
It's never going to be the value of a Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? But because that's something totally different, decentralized, if you're against banking and against the system, you get into that. And plus, that's used to buy all the stuff on the dark web, all the illegal narcotics, sex, porn, and all that other stuff. It has its value there. This is going to have a value in everyday society where everyone's going to be using it, even if they don't know they're using it. It's just going to be happening in the background. And that's going to give it value. And as long as it has value, I say 19 cents, I'm worth banking on it going up a little bit more than that. You know what I'm saying? So I got a couple of questions out of the chat room. So someone was saying, um, what about the corn currency shortage? And what about the different values of the corn? Just like I'm in Michigan, you know, we got Canada Red Cross. So our money is worth more than Canada. And what about Mexico money that's worth more than, uh, does that have, than our money? So does that have an effect on uh, dealing with this, with the different values in our money? If you go to Mexico... Well, just in short, I was going to say right now, if I'm not mistaken, Thomas, Ripple is not attached to the market right now, is it? They're they're not on the stock. Oh, XRP. You know what I'm saying? Is XRP on the stock yet? Ripple's on the stock exchange. On the stock exchange. Uh, Or is uh, XRP itself, has it hit the, the stock? No, it's a it's a product of Ripples, so it, it, they trade under the name Ripple. So, Ben, what was your question again? Because you said something about the value difference. Is that what I heard? Yeah, like you know, they were saying the you know for one thing, it's a corn shortage, and they was asking about that, and then the value difference. You know, like United States and and Mexico, and United States and Canada. You know, we all got the money is different, the value of it. So you in you in Mexico and you in Canada and I'm in the US mm-hmm. and somebody else is in Africa and someone's in China, they all got their own currency that they use right now. We use dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Canada got the queen on their dollars, Mexico they got the cartel on their dollars, you know. Right. We're so talking about the value. You, so you go just, just to like your bank to in Mexico. Wait, let me just okay, tell you. So you go to your big. Uh huh. Okay. Just say I go to Canada. Oh. So Canada right mm-hmm. across the water for me. I got a hundred dollars. I go over there. That hundred dollars is maybe a hundred and thirty dollars. You know, it's a difference in the value. So the coin has a value, right? Coin is nineteen cent. Value the U.S. dollars nineteen cent. You want to buy the coin, you go buy that amount worth of the coin. Someone in Mexico, they go buy that amount worth of the coin in Mexican money. So I don't know how much. If you want to buy $1,000 worth, you put $1,000 down and you get your coins. If they want to buy $1,000 worth, they go, it's bit, you know, they, they it, it, it changes the currency value from Mexican to U.S. dollars. So they'll say, okay, you got to spend. 58 million pesos to get the $1,000, however it works. 
they put up the 58, they are, you know, pesos, they get $1,000 in their account, you know. So if they cross the border in the U.S., they could just use that. They don't have to use their money. If that answers your question. Oh, well, I guess. I mean, this was some a uh, question out the chat room. And then uh, so, uh, and then someone was asking, how does a full, full rate Chinese millionaires, do they rate them on their money or on the dollar? Oh, I believe that Forbes uses the U.S. dollar to, um, right. to it, it converts it, you know, like, it's like if you go to on Wikipedia and look up Mitsubishi, it's gonna say Mitsubishi makes thirty eight trillion yen, and you're like, what the hell is that? So then you gotta you know take thirty eight million yen and put it into the Google search engine. And it'll say convert to dollars, and you hit convert to dollars, and it'll say, oh, that's three hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say. So everyone has a different value. Everyone in the world's currency. Is based off the U.S. dollar. If that's the standard, you everyone in the world. I don't care if you live in Cambodia, Can Africa, wherever. Your money is valued in U.S. dollars. That's the exchange currency. So it's not valued in gold, silver. It's valued in U.S. dollars. So it's the same system we've always used. Only thing is, it eliminates people who don't have dollars, right? Because, uh, as you know, if you go to, if you leave the United States and go to a country, a, a poor country, right, and you pull out a U.S. dollar, they that has more value than their, like, they'll go crazy. Like, oh, right. I'll give you this for it. You know, that's just to have that dollar. But now they don't, it ain't even going to matter anymore because the money they have is going to have the same value as the money you have. They're buying it XRP. They just might be poorer, so they don't got as much as you. But it's so, going to have the same value. So what you're saying well, is whoever whoever controlled this 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 uh, coin, this XRP Ripple or however, they the one that's going to control the world because right now the United States is in control go. because of the dollar. And so Bingo. so with, with this this process is really eliminating destroying the United States. Well, let me say uh, that. And, and you could make money doing it. No, I'm not uh, going to destroy my something. home. I ain't going to do that. Here's Go something ahead. that, uh, that uh, when you think about the conversion of, uh, I'm not going to try to speak to why one currency is more than the other. I'm going to tell you some okay. of the benefits that they point out in XRP, and if it's being used as a global currency, one reason why it can uh, exponentially evaluate itself across borders is because they offer something, it's a feature called uh, service of function, meaning, for example, uh, if you if you need service of a transportation and things such as that, uh, instead of us having to deliver cars and stuff like that, we may have a fleet of cars over there in Canada, for example, that's attached or that's been advertised on this this ledger that you get the function of what we would offer you here in America over there. You need to be you need to be you know for example like Uber or something. Instead of you owning a car, you just get Ubered everywhere. You see what I'm saying? So it's going to take away the need for ownership 
type of expenses and uh, shipping and things like that. A lot of stuff will go away because people will be trading what they call service of function is what they're talking about that creates this value of something. What I what me and Thomas have been reading into, which is called Internet of Value. So all the value is taking place on, for example, you're not really exchanging real goods in the sense. It's we have it here over in China already. We'll do it at we'll do exactly what it is you would do there in America. Does that does that help shed a little light on kind of well, what, what I'm saying? Well, we're at war with China. What well, happens if China goes well, down? Then what the key happens? to the the key to the war, Bev, is that XRP is the United States coin. China got their own version of XRP. You understand? This is the okay. U.S. is forcing this coin in other markets so they can compete with China. You know, um, okay, China so. already has it locked down. They already have a 100% okay. cashless society. They don't right, pull out cash right. out their pockets for nothing. And they go for, they call it the Belt and Road Initiative. They went all throughout Asia, say, yo, we're going to build up your country using this cryptocurrency, and um, we're going to um, give y'all special treatment as long as y'all don't mess with the U.S. style. You understand? So the U.S. now is fighting back with XRP. This is their best product right now that could equal China's dominance in this industry. So by okay. buying XRP, you're going against the dollar. The U.S. has to go against the dollar. The dollar is a failed concept. The coronavirus has killed the dollar. People don't even want to touch money right. anymore. Eighty uh, percent of all the transactions that uh, all the goods and services purchased over the last three months has been digital. You sat at home, you ordered um, Amazon, Uber Eats. You know, you didn't spend, put, pull no money out your pocket to buy none of that stuff. It all just came right. off in a digital space. The credit card was the first digital currency, you know, and that's been around for uh, 30, 40 years. You know, you swipe the card, it just the transaction goes through. The, like So the U.S. has always been the leader in the digital space. It's just that um, China, and for the most part, because the Democrats over the last, what, Clinton and, and, and shit, Bush too, and then Obama, they sold the country out to China, and China now has so much U.S. money that they creating all these cryptos and things backed by the U.S. dollar that they own, so it has power. You know what I'm saying? And the U.S. has to has to figure out how to expand their dollar in all these other places where they can't because the Federal Reserve is the, the linchpin that keeps that from happening. So I think that's one of the major reasons why Trump is in charge of the Federal Reserve now. After his second, if he gets a second term uh, in 2021 or 2022, we don't roll out, or the United States doesn't roll out their own cryptocurrency, and it just uses XRP as the back pin to do business with other countries with their cryptocurrencies, but the U.S. coin will still be the linchpin. It's just that it won't be a dollar anymore. It'll be a, it'll be a, a coin, you know, uh, something that you'll never see a touch, a cryptocurrency. So the XRP and the Ripple uh, network and all that, that's U.S. owned and operated. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah, that, that's, that's why I was Silicon having Valley. a problem. That's why I was having a problem with. Okay, okay. Straight out of Silicon Valley, yeah. You, um, okay. So yeah, it's against the dollar, but not the United States. You know what I'm saying? Not the country, but against um, this dirty but the dollar. The dollar is know? us. I mean, that's that's our power. Our dollar is besides the military. You know, our, our the dollar. Dollar, it'll still be the world power, right? Because it'll just be digital, though. Uh, the U.S. still got the military in place to make sure everybody is in, on point with it. It's just that China is has decided it was going to grab its nuts and has competed with the U.S. And the last few presidents we had must have been blind or they was with it because they just they let it happen. And now... Exactly. So Trump is playing catch up. But if you notice, right, when we did the show, when we was talking about the 5G um, flu and all of that, when I read the um, the 2020 5G Act, um, where, and, and we also went through the, the digital dollar, the, the coronavirus recovery packages and stuff, Pelosi and Maxine Waters had a Chinese digital dollar um, in the coronavirus package, not a U.S. digital dollar. That was the Chinese digital dollar they had in there to pay for the $6 trillion and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So that would have really put the U.S. under. So by him spreading this dollar out, he pretty much is killing it. He's printing so much of it right now. He's killing the dollar so he could have the replacement. It'll be perfect. Like, bam, right there. It'll be seamless. Instead of you, you get your card on your money when you get paid, goes to your debit card the same exact way. You swipe your debit card, you, you buy the products you want, you know, it, it'll work exact. It won't change anything in your day-to-day life. It's just that in the background, all these other things is going to be being used as opposed to dollars. You won't pull out cash. I don't know how people are going to buy weed. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be difficult, but. Uh, maybe your weed man is going to have a little um, square <laughs> on his phone and you swipe the square on your car, you know, with your card or something. I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, but you could go I to, the, to the weed store. You go to the Not weed New York. store and buy some weed. Really? Oh, y'all yeah. don't have it Yeah, yet. we don't. <laughs> nah, not yet. Okay. Nah, we, now, I we have behind. another question. Mm-hmm. I have another question in the chat room. They want to know, does the feds operate the XRP? X R well, yeah. We're, we're getting it. <laughs> they do business with the Fed. They, well, they do business with the Fed. But um the Fed is also trying to make their own cryptocurrency. So um, everybody using, is competing here. But they're using the XRP model as the backdrop for it. You see, so uh, even the the Chase, like uh Ramon was saying, Chase is cryptocurrency. Who are they using as the, the backdrop for it? XRP, the same model, the same concept. So um, it's going to work exactly with them because it's, they're built off of the, the infrastructure already. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be seamless as I see it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of course, we're not going to be able to invest in Federal Reserve dollars or in the U.S. dollar. We can't invest in that. We could stack it up and save it, but we can't invest in it. You know, this is something that you invest in, you know, sit back you and watch your things up. Yeah, exactly. Do oh, you want to take a phone call, somebody? 
Did you all? Um, are you on the is, way? Um, um, just wait a few minutes. Uh, this this is also okay. um they're allowing gold to be purchased with this silver to and be purchased with this. Yes. All uh-huh. natural resources could be purchased with XRP right now. It could back your four hundred one k, your pension. Yep. So all the banks is in on it. They all with it because they know they gotta catch up. And it's like let's put all our agents back. Insurance will also be backed by this. And the other coin we have, which is actually uh, it's a Chinese coin, it's not competing against the U.S. So it's it's for a whole other reason. It's not a currency. It's one point five cent or one point six cent today. To purchase one coin for a dollar sixty, you can own a hundred, and um, it's going to be in everything. Uh, and we're going to talk about that one next. But um, that's a Chinese-based coin. This one here is going to be for the financial systems. Uh, it's going to back up the money, the money chain, and and you know, um, I'm I'm gonna buy, you know, I'm and for it to be six nineteen cents, I'm gonna purchase. $50 a paycheck, you know, $100 if I got it, just to stack up on it because I know it's going to go up and go up and go up. If it goes to a dollar, I made, you know, five times my money. So, you know, it's a no loser. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, you um, might as well add that. We say we purchase in gold, silver, and L.A. told us about the, uh, uh, what was that you told us? The copper. copper. So we might as well add this in the mix, too. Well, exactly. copper, is, um, mm-hmm. copper, from what I found out, is actually what is what most what most wealth, wealthy people back their, their whole asset portfolio with. That's why it shocked the hell out of me. I was like, copper? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then to find out that it's more copper in a, a nickel than it is. I mean, I'm sure we in all know that anyway. Yeah, but I'm saying even in the time when they were still making copper pennies, it was more copper in a penny than it actually was in a penny. Ain't that something? A nickel, you mean that was? It's more copper I mean, a nickel. in a nickel yeah, I'm than in a penny. Uh huh. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, but I mean that's that's crazy. You know. Um, I know Thomas is getting ready to take on a couple other things. Uh, Thomas, when you get a certain point. Before we go on Q&A, I would like to give a couple of perks to understanding why this will be probably the the central uh, the, the centralized system going forward for the next, you know, maybe let's say 20 years. Who knows? But I, uh, it will be the centralized uh, system, uh, monetary system for America particularly because of all the agencies that have put their focus on it is – through their focus, you should already pick up what's on the signs that they're they're all in on the, this together. So they're going to centralize this. Um, and I wanted to go back, Auntie Bev, and tell one. The, you said you had a question about the coins. I, I you know, I, I actually sent photos to some of the family members in in a group text, showing them that you know here in Colorado, a few places, Lowe's, a couple of restaurants, said that they had coin shortages. But, you know, I, ironically, I went into the bank the same day after cashing the check and asked the dude, can I buy some silver? He said, "Most, you know, he's like, we don't have real silver, but we got silver dollars per se. I was like, well, let me go ahead and get some. Then I got a bunch of quarters and stuff. Then I finally asked him, ain't y'all having a, uh, a coin shortage? He said, well, I don't know about it. <laughs> so I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on. 
And this is at you know this is at a bank. This is at in credit union. This is at a you know credit right. union here in ours. I was like, okay, whatever. So I picked up about a hundred dollars worth of silver and you know quarters and silver dollars, just you know in case we need them. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are they? Are they? They got the new. They got the new silver. Do they? They don't. I like the ones back in the nineteen twenties and the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, you got to get the, that that old good stuff because stuff, even the stuff yeah, that's the, what I purchased. Yeah, they all they all were you know they tend that stuff with you know cadmium and all kind of stuff from what I was finding out you know over the yeah, years. Yeah, you got to yeah. get got to get them real early in the century, nineteen hundreds, right? Eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Hey, did you want to um get into the rechain or did you want to um take the calls, brother? No, I'm not. I'm not really geared on your V chain tonight, but I did have some extra information for the XRP stuff. Um, oh, go ahead. You know that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know if you was finished, and I just, you know, I don't want to make it too long, but I wanted to add some, you know, a little bit of clarification to the system, the operation of it all together, at least as it's described by the actual creator of the the, the XRP ledger, a uh, gentleman by the name of David Schwartz. Did you want to finish up with something else before I give a couple of pros and cons? No, nah, brother, the floor is yours, my man. Okay. <clears throat> it's not going to be long. I just wanted to give a few, you know, a uh, couple. it might even answer some questions in the chat room there. Um, this came from the uh, under the hood of XRP Ledger, and this uh, was presented on the CoinDesk. They have a, they, a YouTube channel, if y'all interested in it. It's the June mm-hmm. 4th. 2019 presentation by um, the co-creator of XRP Ledger and CTO of Ripple, which is David Schwartz. That's his name. Um, that's, currently, that's a uh, uh, video. That's the that's YouTube the video. video. Okay. Twenty-minute video. Got the, the creator of this stuff himself will break it down. Uh, you know, very easy too. You know, it's not really that it's difficult language. You. What I found out is you got to translate those languages into, you know, you got to translate that language, that jargon, you know what I'm saying, and think Mm -hmm. banker and adding some some energy language, right? Like that's why Thomas was bringing up energy because this stuff is based on various terminology. You know, you're talking terms of energy, financial terms, you know, day-to-day terms in here. So it's really, I would say, when you're reading this stuff, if you really want to get deep into it, really keep that in mind, you know. Um, and get you a banker's stuff. book. They got, you know, that they got a me. banker's book with all the terminology, so you can uh, understand what they're saying too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean anything, you know. I'm sure you could benefit even from a Black's Law library. I mean, but some terms, the way they make them sound, some of these terms sound like energy terms, the terms you would hear in electrical and electrical. You know, like state, uh, state, state change. You know, and you know we have terms in you know electronics like solid state and stuff like that. You know, the the definition of state itself just means condition, but how they're using it is more important for you to understand. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things I would like to point out as I'm reading this. Um, and I actually just kind of did my own little you know interpretation of what this man was saying using some of his words verbatim. And just kind of breaking it down for myself. <clears throat> so 
the first question, you know, I'm just asked, what is XRP? And the answer is it's a digital asset. Uh, XRP comes into comes in two ways. You have a XRP ledger. That's number one. That's your blockchain. Uh, is that correct, Thomas? Is that how you understood the XRP ledger as a blockchain? Okay. I'll keep I'm sorry, I'm muted myself. Yeah, XRP is okay. a blockchain. Yes, sir. It's a blockchain. Okay, so I wanted to clarify that because we talked about blockchain, you know, in various episodes here. Um, XRP is a currency. So we we got to know the difference. Are you, are we talking yeah. about XRP ledger or XRP currency? I think Thomas took us mostly through the currency. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And the currency itself arose from the XRP ledger. It's a cryptocurrency and how they actually state blockchain and cryptocurrencies. They say cryptocurrencies are rooted in blockchain. Uh, a data, it's a data structure, so that's something we have to understand when we're talking about this stuff, how important it is what Thomas is talking about. These people are dealing in a lot of data, as we've been talking about. That's the real money here. Um, it, you know, blockchain itself is just most so a chain of block. It's a block of, of chained information, uh, a system which you have data structure. It shows the state's transition. What they mean by state's transition is the change within the transaction itself. That's what they're talking about here. Uh, in the state, documented in blocks to allow anyone to check the validity of these state changes. So here's a couple, Here's a few bullet points I wanted to bring into this. Ripple or this XRP ledger thing is a no administrative Function basically peer to peer, what we've been talking about before. Remember that, Auntie Bev? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's just take Bitcoin for example. A person to prove they actually have a Bitcoin. So, this is how you want to start looking at this stuff if y'all going to get into it. You want to do you got to validate a lot of this stuff yourself. Um, if a person can't demonstrate to you the system's rules that are all agreed upon. Meaning somebody should be able to bring you to a, a, let's just say I can bring you inside my computer, you can see my screen, and I say I want to buy something from you. And you say, okay, what, you know, you say, okay, whatever, what you're going to use, I say I'm going to use Bitcoin. <clears throat> you don't really know if I got Bitcoin. You would never really know that because of the way Thomas just described it to y'all. There's a process, there's a, uh, there's a structure that they actually have to do. It's all ran on a software. And what you will be looking for is certain rules. So what they're saying is we all know the rules to spend in American dollars, don't we? We know the what? The rules. We know the rules. Yeah, spending, spending in American dollar. There's a rule to it, right? There's rules right. in spending dollars. That's what they're right. saying here. They have community rules or trusted peer-to-peer rules with each other. So if I was to show you, let's say, my Bitcoin ledger, and you couldn't see those rules that you know is truly attached to that, that's what they're calling for with this type of system that is drawing the interest for the feds, the Federal Reserve, the SEC, FinCEN, you name it. All your big dogs, they want in on it. They want to be the ones who write the rules and regulations of it because – it's not really a centralized 
platform because they, I just read to y'all, it's a non-administrative platform, meaning there is no boss. But if everybody on that platform holds a, I mean, if the people that are going to engage in the platform are, are, are being sold this software, that's what Thomas is talking about. All the big wig companies are buying this, and they're saying the rules that you have, we want you to engage our rules within them. This is where – the centralization comes back around that we're trying to escape to some degree. But it offers so much security with doing this. For example, if you took with Bitcoin and the compliance rules, what they're saying is this is an equal playing field. All participants can enforce the rule. So if you see something within a transaction, and in this case here, I'm going to read a little further. They call it proof of work is what Bitcoin works on has been vulnerable to duplicate coin creation. Y'all remember that? That happened back in, I think it was 20, 2012. Bitcoin got forked. They ended up, somebody ended up figuring out how to create more Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Did you follow that? I remember. Okay. You remember that? You remember. Okay, this is what they're talking about in this. This is why Bitcoin got, got hacked. Basically what Bitcoin did when somebody said, how do we know you can't be hacked? Bitcoin went on to basically say, hey, look, you know, we got this code. You take a look at it. If you can't, I mean, if you think you can find a bug in it, I'll go in and fix it, basically. That's really how Bitcoin presented themselves. Here's why XRP Ledger and XRP Currency is so much better and what it does to, to show the value in what they're talking about here. As transactions, I'm sorry, let me go back here. Um Transactions operate on views. Now, what this view is, check this out. If me and Bear was to make a transaction with each other using XRP, and Bear wasn't for sure yet if she was ready to release the money or if she was doing the right thing, and here I am on the other side waiting for the, the transaction to take place, what they're talking about with this view thing is before the payment is actually locked in, you get a real-time replay of a transaction that you're getting ready to make or, let's say this, in the case of this, trying to prevent a duplicate transaction, they are saying that if one was to occur, what would happen is it would get blocked out by the rules that they set up, all set up in a code line. What it would actually give you the opportunity to see is to replay the transaction to see where the person or the transactor had made the mistake or if they were attempting to break the rules. You get what I'm saying? Right. Okay, so basically you can go back in real time and take your payment back, but it would never make it anyway because you would be literally making a transaction in real time with replay going at the same time. So you really couldn't make a mistake. But if you did, or if let's say somebody was trying to scam the system, it would be able to pick up every step accordingly in replay like you would see on the NFL replay screen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is one of the features that is drawing the central banks to them. This is why they want in. They want to be able to see what? So if I made if I sent the payment and I hit the button twice or something and the the payment went through twice, it's gonna show me on that instant replay and then I can get my my funds refunded. You get instantly refunded back, but yes, uh, absolutely. Here's the, but here's the beauty in it: 
Bitcoin is 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 written in multi code. Uh, XRP is re- written in single line code. So you can't even go in and try to enter a bug within the system. This is what's drawing the attention of the Fed Reserve. So I think what Thomas is saying. Here's my opinion. This is their way of, of salvaging the dollar. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I can I, see this that. is kind of what okay. I think. Yeah, this is what I think they're doing with it. This might be the very system for them to bring it back, but with even more rules and regulations. You see what I'm saying? People might not be able to buy certain things. I mean, it may be great in one aspect, but, you know, if you're using the XRP currency, it may also restrict you from buying certain things, too. Say, for example, the, the ingredients to making meth. Some of that material, you know, some of them ingredients might get paid as things that can't be bought by you or recorded in a transaction that immediately is 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 triggering, you know, what I'm saying off off radar uh, uh, agencies. So it's it's a twofold here. I'm not mm-hmm. going to deny that it's a beautiful thing because so it's ab- a tracing. So what about things that people are doing in the? Um... What's what's the other uh, not the internet but the other part the black market part of the internet that they use? Oh, you talking about the dark web? Yeah, the dark web. So what about when people are making transactions, making things in the dark dark web? So with this, will it be that they can't make those transitions like they have because it's going to be a red flag or the or the trans- said- transaction might be stopped? Well, they're setting up rules. That's what I've read to you earlier. If the central government gets involved, the rule is wherever the dollar is spent, it's because they are part of this structure, this infrastructure that we let it, we're allowing you to spend within that very system. You see what I'm saying? Like, take, for example, since you asked me about the dark web, Bitcoin is so popular over there. Why? Because of what I just said earlier. There ain't nobody to oversight it except for the people themselves. So in order to even mm-hmm. pass that money amongst each other, we probably got to be both into the same thing. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And on the dark so, web, you, you won't want to use XRP because it, it's public. Everyone can exactly. see Exactly. If I'm doing something oh, illegal, okay. last thing I want to do, so I would imagine, just like when you go to Amazon and you go to payment options, they have PayPal, credit cards. All these different right. payment options. When you go to the dark web, XRP will not be a payment option. You know what I'm saying? It won't okay. be a payment option. Okay. Not gonna now, Thomas, here's my last point here. Now, here's the one I think I, I think you know really makes more sense for us why Thomas is presenting this. Now, think about XRP, how he described it as a currency, and how I just described their their actual insurance, because that's really what it is that they're buying. This thing is insuring <laughs> the activity. Um, which is creating an asset already just from that. Now, think about this. They're, they're selling their own currency. If we buy their, their cryptocurrencies, that's what they're using to basically back up their actual XRP ledger. Now, the ledger is used by big wig companies, as we mentioned earlier, IBM, Walmart. Well, those coins are acting like shares or initial public offerings, you see what I'm saying, to the companies that are actually using the platform. So they're able to back the value of their platform with not only our purchasing of the cryptocurrency, which in return 
becomes the asset that backs the XP ledger, and we're being backed by the, the ledger from all the people that hold it, which would be IBM, Walmart, and all these people. So here's why I'm saying this. To purchase the XR, to, to invest into XRP ledger and XRP, the currency, they move parallel. So as the ledger be- becomes more used, guess what happens to the currency? It grows so how, you even... So how do you invest in the ledger? So these are two separate investments then, the coin and the ledger. From what from what I'm understanding, the ledger is actually the thing being used by companies, the banks. That's what Thomas is talking about. So in okay. order to, to get into that, obviously we would have to invest through Ripple itself. Buying uh, XRP mm-hmm. coins, you can go through. You can register with CoinDesk and get so those. What now. about what about if you are? <clears throat> excuse me. What about if you are? Because they have private bankers. So, uh, if you're a private banker, you can use this. Get That's into what... the ledger. Uh huh. Yep. They, I mean, they talk about all that too in that video, Auntie Bear. So I, I really do encourage. Okay, I'm, I got to look at that. it. Okay. Yeah, he talked about a lot of stuff. He's got two videos that will even help bring a lot of what Thomas said. You know, to real, it'll really bring it to full circle for your understanding. But. In the case it is, reason why I'm saying XRP is a real good thing that Thomas discovered because they create their they, they they're creating their own currency off their their own ledger. That means they move parallel together. As one grows, the other grows. Gotcha. Bitcoin doesn't have its own ledger. They 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 base theirs off blockchain, and every other coin, none of them have their own ledger. So it's kind of right right there in our face. If you just buy into the, the coins alone, as the ledger is continues, continuously being implemented into the government, because that's where this thing is going to go, into the government, your money is going to move parallel. It's going to move right along with it. It's going to parallel. So where do people go to uh, purchase these uh, coins? Coindesk is invest, where you can buy Invest in them. Coindesk. Coindesk is one place. I mean, Coindesk. Okay. D E S K. Yes, ma'am. And I mean, you you could also also get them from Coinbase or Kraken or other sites that sell cryptocurrencies. They all pretty much sell it. Okay. All right. And as I've been so, sitting uh, here, mm-hmm. the the uh, XRP has went up two percent uh, or uh, two two cent in the last little hour we've been sitting here. So, so that's kind of what time. So, yeah, I just saw that twenty two cent now. Yeah, it's so twenty two cent I mean, now. Just because we're talking about it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody buying it, man. They should. They Somebody need to sit right there in our face. Yeah. Yeah, you could have yeah. made yourself a few pennies, you know what I'm saying, buying a hundred right. days. I mean, five hundred of them, from what me and him calculated, only cost you ninety bucks. I mean, what we got to lose, y'all? I mean, if nothing right. else, you know. All right, uh, go ahead, Thomas. I just wanted to put those out there. I hope that kind of help help you to understand and if, the, and the if, infrastructure. 
Yeah, sure, absolutely. Five hundred, if it went up to a dollar, it would be five hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just say you spent ninety and made five hundred. You know, like you know, quick little flip. You know, like like you flip the pack or something real quick. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, the next one is another coin. Did you want to um? And this coin, I think, is an even better opportunity because it's only one point six cents. You know, so it's it's cheap. You know, like I mean, we could buy hundreds of these coins and be spending a dollar and some change, and it has even more potential to be used than XRP because this coin is gonna not only be used for everything, it's gonna be inside of everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's coming from China, and um, and as we know, counterfeiting and stuff is a huge problem you know, with Chinese goods that the United States has a problem with. Um, but uh, if you got callers, Bev, let's get to the callers. Okay. All right. Let me, uh, y'all got me on here looking at these corn deaths and corn base. <laughs> let me come back. <laughs> let me come back. <laughs> okay. Uh, 404-259. 404-? Greetings. Greetings, family. How y'all doing this evening? Great. Great. Good to hear from you. Brother B, Brother Rio, what's good, brother? Uh, what's going on, Chief? What's going on? It's all good, man. Uh, I just wanted to uh, to jump in on the conversation of uh, how XRP was explained to me. Um, as far as the structure of it goes, um, it's going to be the, um, I guess, the web that connects all of the businesses that uh, Brother Thomas was speaking about. Uh, and particularly starting off with the banks. So uh, I have a cousin that works for the bank, and he's been dealing with XRP. And uh, Bank of America, they have uh, bought into it. So they're on board with the structure. And he explained to me, like, uh, banks don't trust each other, but they have to do business with each other. So when wire transfers are going back and forth, uh, whether it be in the country or outside of the country, um, especially outside the country, you know, banks have had to have uh, reserves in whatever country they have branches in that's going to cover whatever transfers or uh, they may have in that country. But those funds have to be verified, and that takes a while, you know, up to three days or, you know, maybe even longer. Uh, so banks are very mistrusting of each other because they're always trying to get ahead a or a leg up. He well, told me that this structure right here is going to be instantaneous. So as soon as they submit uh, the transaction, the, the funds are already going to be verified, and they're going to be there, as well as the bank no longer has to keep a certain amount of reserves in that um, branch bank in another country. So they're free to take that money that had to be there by, by laws and regulation and be able to invest that or loan it out. To, in order to make more money. So that is the appeal that they are seeing in using the, um, the XRP ledger. And then from that application, it's just going to grow and extend to other corporations because it's just more fast and efficient and it's instantaneous. So in a nutshell, that's how it was explained to me. That was a damn good explanation, yeah, yeah. brother. That was yeah, right. Yeah, that was quickly put, brother. Damn, I, I wish I would have <laughs> just said it that easy. I could have said it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. But you're ye
assurance. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's like a, a assurance that everything is gonna go smooth. You know what I'm saying? To me, the the next yeah. point is insurance. It's ensuring that your stuff is real. But the uh, assurance is, yo, I I pretty this coin assures that this transaction is gonna go through. You you you. It assures that we can trust each other, even though we don't trust each other. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving up some, you giving yeah. up some, and it's equal. So bam, and that that to me is um why this coin is going to be around for the next 100, 200 years. You know what I'm saying? He told me that well, the, the next they're working on is either being able to have other coins um, transferred into Ripple and then transfer it back once you get there, or having those coins yeah. being able to operate on that ledger platform them by themselves and they just get yeah. stuck. So he said that's where, that's where they're moving with that, but that infrastructure, you know, that that is the investment, you know, because, again, yep. like y'all said, it goes hand in hand with, with the Ripple coins, but, you know, that's going to be the web of the infrastructure that kind of pulls everything together. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm on board, man. I'm, I'm going to get me some of that. Well, that's yeah, funny you said it. that, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I was Go just going to uh, kudos to Mario for bringing that up because I wanted to say that earlier about them migrating. They have their system is so so flawless in the sense that they they have everybody getting ready to migrate their cryptocurrencies into the Ripple XRP ledger. Uh, that's kind of a telltale sign of saying they're they're centralizing everything. So you you even if you got Bitcoin, well I ain't gonna say Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin is gonna be a rival for the purposes of what it's already well, being used it up. for. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Can I? Can I still be heard? Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We can. Okay. Am I back? Okay. Anyway, I'm. Thanks, Thomas, for telling me that. But I think they are going to migrate all these other cryptocurrencies, other than probably Bitcoin, for the purpose of what Bitcoin was made for. I think all these other coins will migrate, as Mario was just saying, because that's what the guy that actually created the thing is pretty much saying. Okay. Thank you for that. Can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. We got any more calls? Yeah. Hey, Mario. Yeah, thanks, we bro. do. That was. I, yeah, I wish you. I wish you would have came on earlier. Information. I'll fall back and I'll listen, and I'll join back in if you can hit something else uh, that I can speak on. Man, thank okay. you. Bro. That was excellent thank information. You. Okay, did we lose Thomas? Thomas got a call. I was about to ask, yeah, did we lose? We lost him? Okay. Well, go ahead and take the next call, Auntie. Okay, 909 490. 909. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Well, this was some very valuable information. Um, My only concern with um, any type of virtual money is our energy. If, if, and it's happened here, I live in California, it happened actually in San Diego, um, because we buy water from, or energy from um, Nevada. And so there was a glitch in the system that had shut down everything as far as any type of lights, any type of electricity out. And it was like that for two days. And so <laughs> people who had relied on their debit cards or credit cards had no access to money. 
they didn't have any cash on hand. Um, and I know that the countries around the world are trying to work towards uh, building um, more efficient energy sources, uh, but it's so expensive and it's still in the development stages that do you think that it's possible that this virtual money could get ahead of that? And then if so, um, if, a, if an EMF, one of these countries, decided to launch a missile, and um, because our grids here are very vulnerable. Uh, well, I got a question. Uh-huh. Uh, how, how much, what percentage of the United States grid of money do you think is digital right now? Well, I I don't know. I'm just saying as far as I would love to go to to um, the XLR ledger and coin only or XRP just because it would get the Fed out of the banking system and it would be a people thing and the regulations and everything else would be actually created by you know the people invested in it and the rules you know right now there's so the bank the Fed they have so much information about us because of our checking accounts stuff like that, too much information, to the point to where if you've made too much of a big deposit, a red flag goes up and you get, you know, a visit from the feds. <laughs> and so it sucks. It's none of their business how much money I have in my account. <laughs> if I earned it and put it in there, it's my account and none of their business. So I love that fact that it's anonymous. Um, I, I'm, I was just looking as far as, um, I guess I'm playing the devil's advocate, as far as knowing what happened to San Diego. What the videos have any type of recourse for any type of thing like that to where if everything was to shut off, how we would get access to our our money, our income finance? Yeah, if everything was to shut off right now, we'll be in just as bad a trouble than if everything was 100%. of all the cash transactions in America right now are there's no Mm -hmm. cash transference. It's either through a credit card, either MasterCard, Visa, American Express, Discovery. You're using Uber, Lyft. You're buying from Amazon, Walmart.com. So all mm-hmm. of that is the digital infrastructure. We are already well, 92% of use of it right now. Only 8% of the transactions that occur is um, cash, and that's usually rent, you know, stuff like that, like mm-hmm. not stuff you purchase in stores. So. If they were to drop an EMP on us, we'll be screwed up. We won't have any electricity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, The only good thing is we live in a place that if someone was to do that, they would be paying dire consequences for doing it. So they don't do it. You know what I'm saying? But what what effect would an EMP have over a solar system? Well, that comes from the sun. I mean, natural energy. <laughs> well, um, I'm saying you still question. got backup. Well, I mean, okay, just to kind of not not to get too far off the subject matter, uh, with with energy, I'm gonna just be honest. I mean, energy. It's always been a lot of you know scary talk going on in the industry. Wes could tell you better than I could because he's still active in it. But I mean, mm-hmm. when it comes to the clean energy, dirty energy stuff, it's it, you know you would have to look into it, and you probably gonna see more of an infighting of competition to sell inventory more than any shortage of coal to burn or any i mean we can't say there's a shortage of sun yet i mean if they block it out i guess but for now we still got it so you know 
I wouldn't really put my mind worrying on stuff about, you know, if we get a power outage. I mean, for real, and I'm not speaking high for these people. I'm just saying, you know, if you know a little bit about the uh, data storage industry, them people mm-hmm. cover their tracks, believe me. Um, they got stuff set up to where, you know, they can run a server system, you know, for at least a few years, you know, during the power outage. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's probably oh, underestimating. But when it, it comes to, to the inf- mm-hmm. when it comes to the infrastructure, you think about stuff like energy, where it helps to transfer that type of activity. That's what we're talking about with the XRP. It starts to eliminate a lot of stuff like that, where you don't have the interference of competition anymore. You see what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. think about this: if they're using that ledger, like let's say we are. Wouldn't their activities be recorded and re- can be replayed at any given time as well? They said it's open to the to the public. It's open source. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, that's one question. benefit that we didn't even cover in the, in the talk is that the XRP ledger is is available to you. So somebody could say oh, that's what they're saying. If you buy in, you can see everything. Mhm. Yes. Yes. No. That's what's great about it is um, I can see. In- anything I want and I can purchase anything I want completely autonomous autonomously um, through that system and, and it's accounted for and, and it's, there's a checks and balance um, process it sounds like that's been um, created within which is good that that was thought about so it's been well thought out plan or idea and I like it a lot um, but um, like the host was saying as far as uh, the, the US dollar she's concerned with that and, and my concern is with that you know, how the feds or government would like to scare people into thinking, oh, you know, if we don't bail out the banks, things, you know, are going to collapse forever and, you know, all this. Well, it's like, no, it's well how, would you like, <laughs> how would you like to be an investor in the bailout of the banks this time? Because that's what we're talking about right now. That's exactly what this that this This is the transfer of wealth that everybody keeps talking about. This is where yeah. you now get to be an investor into the government. Beyond just the banks, you're, you you actually will be investing in the government itself. You'll be well, a certificate holder. It's kind of our set of when, when Bitcoin first came out, they won't be making any money off of that. <laughs> so let's say, okay, so if, if this takes off, this, this um, XRP, and we can't hear you, we're, caller. We're losing you. Yeah, we're, we're losing you, caller. Uh oh, how about that? Better? Yeah, we Uh-oh. can hear you now. We hear oh, okay. you. Okay, thank you. Um, so if the, we collapse the petrodollar, because this this other monetary um, plan just takes off, where there are a lot of countries and and uh, companies that have developed their own, like you said, as far as equal value, so we're all using the same. Um, that would in effect rule out the U.S. dollar, which is the petrodollar. And by doing that, if we collapse that dollar, that's the dollar that we use to purchase the XRP ledger and coins. Will that be affected by any chance? I mean, as far as if the dollar, basically what we purchase the XRP with uh, is no longer worth anything if the dollar collapses, the petrodollar. But the XRP is not backed by the dollar. That's not what's going on. Right? If I wanted to do that's my concern, and that's kind of my concern. I don't want to collapse the power that we have. I never agree with the term with the term petrol dollar because um, what makes 
the petrol dollar, um, the petrol dollar is bombs and bullets. And until somebody gets more bombs and bullets, the United States, the United States dollar will be king, because they will Don't blow you up and try to. And drug, drugs, yeah, that's the black market number one. Cocaine, number one sold commodity in the United States. I think they said it was on 83%. Cocaine residue was on 83% of all the dollar bills in the country. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is, the petrol dollar is, is it's an illusion. It's just going to be American dollar on a on your credit card. That's it. It's not going to be cash, you know. Uh, the cash value, it might still have cash value on the underground, you know, for a little while until it goes out of circulation. But for the most part, it, it's going to be a seamless transition. You know, seamless. You're not going to see the difference. Your life won't change at all. The only difference would be if you buy illegal things on the streets, you'll have a harder time getting it with cash. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you won't get any. That's the only difference. Uh, as far as the U.S. dollar, though, what makes it powerful is that they got two aircraft carriers right on the coast of China, and China can't do nothing about it. So China can move those aircraft carriers. United States is the king of the world. When they can say, oh, move your aircraft carriers or else, and the United States moves them, you know, it's like a bully move. Like, you could China put an aircraft carrier in the um, right here in the Hudson River? Hell no. You know what I'm saying? They will, that will never happen. So... Is that that's what gives the U.S. dollar power. They say the petrol dollar to be nice. It's the it's the bullet bomb and nuclear bomb power of the dollar that that well, gives yeah. the power. It was it was an agreement signed with Saudi Arabia, and what that's what created the U.S. dollar for, uh, as far as everybody using it. Because and because Saudi Arabia would the only way that anybody can purchase any type of oil from Saudi Arabia is in U.S. dollars, and that's why our U.S. dollar is everywhere, and and everybody accepts it around the world, and that's because of Saudi Arabia and the agreement we made with them in 1970, or around, around the 1970s. But the, the purpose of that was um, to recycle our money, and that was to create assets um, for the U.S., basically a demand for assets. Um, when the dollars we receive for oil sales um, are used to buy investments in the U.S., so I think that created more of a problem for the U.S. as far as, like you guys were saying earlier, um, we were sold out. And it was right out, you know, right out from underneath us. But we're kind of tied to that in a sense still uh, because of the agreement that we signed. But I wonder if there's an well, explanation on that. But you guys were totally right as far as being sold out. I mean, geez, <laughs> there's so many countries that own pieces of our land here, our investments, you know, U.S. soil. Like, what's that about? Do you use uh, cash every day at this point? Yes. You use cash every day? You don't have any digital cards or anything, no credit cards or anything? I have a debit card. That's about it. I like to pay for, uh, for cash. I don't like, I don't trust the banks. <laughs> That's why I like this, <laughs> uh, this program that you're talking about. I mean, eventually what you're probably going to start seeing, I really can't say. See, and I, I can't be speaking to collapsing dollars. I, I wouldn't really know what to say to that. What I would say is that I think they're just going to transform the medium of exchange. You, they're going to say probably they might just come out and say it publicly. Hey, as of now, cash is no longer necessary. We're just going to use plastic cards. You may not even see what we're talking about if you hadn't heard this conversation. 
But for the people that will say, okay, that's cool, you know, I don't, I don't like, I don't like keeping cash anyway. It's just an easy transition for them mm-hmm. to never know what actually took place underneath it all. Right. So I, they're just going to really play on what people want anyway. It's not like I think they're going to force the dollar out of anybody's hand. I think they're just going to cater more to what everybody's in need of. Like, like you heard Auntie Bev said, she got clients and stuff that, you know, they're, 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 they're exchanging money and stuff. Right now, probably is the easiest thing for her to do is to get on a, a you know, a platform like this or what she does. So it would probably be that she, by demand of it, will make this process transition much easier. We just uh-huh. don't know the transition has taken place onto a new infrastructure, as as Mario was talking about. That's what's so going to happen. It's, so are you saying it's going to be more of an option to traditional banking then and really – on the world stage as far as foreign policy goes, they'll do what they'll do. Um, and in my opinion, I think if that happens, um, then it will kind of put the uh, International Monetary Fund in check and the Federal Reserve in check, which needs to be done. But, uh, yeah, so are you saying it's an alter- it will be more of an alternative to the traditional banking? Well, it's definitely going to be that, you know, considering all the, uh, the the features that we discussed about, you know, uh, for one, keeping your transactions totally secure. I mean, this is stuff that's more financial-based. These are accounting people that are more uh, concerned with that. Where you're talking that, that's why I said I think Bitcoin, there, there won't, Bitcoin or some other coin is going to come up in, in the way of, people who want to keep discreet in private dealings. See, that's what Bev was asking, too. That's the Uh whole beauty of this whole thing is that the infrastructure won't eliminate other people's ability to create coins because blockchain is the actual infrastructure everybody needs to work on the uh, world world stage of commerce. Mm -hmm. So blockchain at this point in time is not owned by anybody per se as a person. It's owned by a community, which is you and I. That's what they're saying. Okay, I think I think I've got it now. And it's a system. The XRP is a system, basically, where you're making your money work for you because you're investing in it versus the traditional banks that just keep draining you for money with all these fees and everything else and transactions. You're more in control with the XRP. Like if you have a dollar in your pocket and you go to the store next week, it's still a dollar. Like yeah. You're on the yeah, phone and the, and the XRP jumped three cents. You know, they made money, you know, like it, it increased in value while, you know, unlike the dollar, which is just the dollar, you know, it, it could grow higher, you know, it could also lose money too. So it's a, it's a give and take, but I think this um, product is strong enough and so embedded within the regular banking system where this will survive where a lot of the cryptos that people invest in now, to me, the crypto whole, the, crypt, the whole crypto industry Right, it's this thing they call uh, internet of value. Now, mm-hmm. first you have what we have today now known as the internet of things. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah. Now, when the internet first started, it started as a decentralized place where you could go and share information, and you know you could go on there. Um, you know, prior to the internet, you would have to go to different libraries. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, um, different. Mm-hmm places to get information, different bookstores to, to get information, be in different circles to get information. And the Internet put all that stuff in one place. 
Now you could pull up your phone and look up everything. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it really centralized it. It took it from being decentralized. That's how they sold it to us as a decentralized place. And now it's so centralized where they could actually take certain people off of it and you'll never hear their information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's nowhere else to look for it. So we're, what this is called is the Internet of Value. So right now, it's so decentralized. This is the time where you can make money. When the Internet first came out, you had the, the dot-com bubble. I mean, people uh-huh. were becoming billionaires overnight because they invested in some dot-com. And then after a while, that bubble burst. You know what I'm saying? And what was left was Google and a few of the other big companies and everybody else just disappeared. Well, this is that time where we could get in and get in there before the bubble bursts. And yet, I think this coin will be strong when the bubble bursts, whereas all those other coins are going to fill, flood out, even Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? If Bitcoin loses $5,000 tomorrow, everybody will be selling their Bitcoins. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This coin right here, it's backed by the governments, the central banks, the the regular banks, you know. So it's so embedded into the system that they're trying to keep in place to to be okay. the just just to make the the system a little bit more up to 2020 standards is all it's doing. And I think it'll be around. It'll be like owning stock in Google at the time when Google first started. Now Google stock is worth what seventeen hundred dollars, something like that. You know, if mm-hmm. you bought it at 50 cents, you know what I'm saying? You sitting pretty like, man, I had a thousand of those stocks. And, you know, now look at me, you know. But that that's what I'm seeing with this, this internet of value, which is what the blockchain is. It's different ledgers and things that are all variations of different, this, this technology called the black blockchain where you could code algorithms and um, transfer money and things very fast and, it's a check-in, see if things are there or not, um, that honesty that's built into the system, having it open for everyone to see, you know what I'm saying? Then it's going to mm-hmm. become closed. It's eventually going to become closed. They don't do anything for the good of humanity, you know what I'm saying? It's, they're eventually going to screw us over with it. But right now, I think it's a prime time to get in it, and then eventually, you know, this will be something that you can stay in because I think it will be around. Some things you should probably get into it now and jump out of it before it busts. You know, this one I think will stay. Thomas, you made me realize this. We're seeing a real-life example of the Internet of Value. Remember when we started talking about uh, celebrities selling their holograms to Hollywood now instead of having to actually go to the studios? Mm -hmm. That's what the value is all about, selling the function of the actor, but the actor is not even there. Taking the data of how Will Smith, of how Will Smith moves his lips, eyes, talk, walk, the whole nine, the data, y'all, is how they're generating the image. That's the internet of value. Well, we that um, it's not going to be one of those things where it's too big to fail because it'll be it'll end up being too big to get into as far as expensive because there'll be so many people in it once they see the value of their investment start to So I think it actually makes it well. Anyway, I don't want to take any more time. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for calling in for answering my questions. Have a good night. Thank you for thank you for calling in. Thank you. Okay. Um, 
for those that's on the internet, we're going to be off in ten minutes. So um, if you have a question or comment, you can call in and you can listen on the phone. Let's go to seven seven three eight nine five. Oh, I see. Um, EPMD is back together again, huh? Eric and Parrish making dollars, huh? <laughs> What's up, Eric? Yeah. EPMD. tonight. Hey, now that's a good. Now that's a damn good comparison. I mean, that's a damn good one right there, bro. EPMD. Now you know they all about them hits. Yeah, exactly. I've been listening to them for the past couple of weeks, but hey, you know what? That last caller sparked off some um, just some thoughts and stuff that came up in my head. Now, what was going on here during the pandemic? Well, not the pandemic, the the rioting and the looting. All the WalMarts and the Walgreens and stuff shut down, and um, some of the grocery stores. But ironically, Trader Joe's and Whole Foods pretty much stayed open the whole time. But then I noticed, especially with Whole Foods. Stop taking cash. Stop um, giving people the access to get cash back from the from the um, the register, and encouraging people not to use credit or debit cards at all. They wanted them to use that that damn that app on their phones. So what 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 are your thoughts on that? And then now I haven't been really dipping into the cryptocurrency too much, but I probably gonna start looking to it any further. I've been more buying, um, getting into um, cannabis and CB, CBD oil ETFs. It puts a little bit of cannabis stocks on the side. So, but yeah, um, w- w- what are your thoughts on that in terms of um, using now the, the smartphones as a, a, a payment option? That, that's just what's happening here. I don't know about any place else. Yeah, the, the smartphone payment option. That's one of the huge um, advantages to the product we just spoke about, XRP. If I wanted to send someone um, um, money, per se, they have an option where I can send it to someone direct, peer-to-peer, right? Not going through a bank. So I want to send, let's just say, my cousin $500. I go to my XRP account. I take $500. Send him a text. Once he gets the text, he's going to receive a barcode. Once he goes to the store, they just scan his, um, that barcode. If he's buying something that's $90, now he got 410 You know what I'm saying? That barcode represents the money um, through the XRP system. That's one of the options they have as well that we didn't even get into. Um, but, yeah, the, that whole system um, of Barcodes and things, that's the future. Uh, those square barcodes, those are going to be everywhere. Um, those little teeny square barcodes, they're going to be in every product. Yeah, they're already in wines. They got to put them inside the bottles of wine. You want to make sure that the wine you got came from the, the vineyards in, in France and not some knockoff stuff. So they put the vineyards in France, put a barcode on it, and now that bottle of wine is on the blockchain, and you can see it from when they bottled it to when it got shipped to where it ended up in the store you got it from to when you purchased it all on the blockchain. Look at that whole transaction. You know what I'm saying? And that was the other coin we was going to talk about. That does that. You know what I'm saying? It's going to 
totally uh, be in everything we buy to make sure that it's real, food packaging, make sure yo, your meat is fresh. You're not going to look at the little date that the store puts on it anymore. You just scan the barcode while you're in the store. It's going to say, oh, yeah, this meat is good until, you know, this, this mm-hmm. milk is good until whatever. It's, it's going to totally make everything transparent. That's the beauty in this whole system, but those barcodes to send money, that's that's going to be the future of how you get paid, how you send people money, you know what I'm saying? And uh, if they put a little barcode tattoo on your hand, you know, that could be used as the chip, actually. You know, a little tattoo that, you know, probably lasts five years or something, and then you got to get another one. That could be the chip. Instead of putting it inside of you, they could just put that there. Your check, everything goes right there. Your medications, everything gets sent right to your house just based off of that barcode. It's just seamless. I mean, and that's a good point because, like I said, not even learning from this so-called pandemic and the looting and stuff, we pretty much on our way now, especially after everything shut down, just like one of the Whole Foods here at the DePaul University campus, they closed, but they were saying was that they made more money off of internet grocery st- grocery sales than they did people coming to the store. So they did it as a try run. Now it's permanently closed for walking, purchasing. Everything is done online. But the, the thing I don't like about that, though, is like, like what you were talking about the bar, with the barcodes and the meats and everything, I want to actually see when I'm buying and picking out the stuff opposed to somebody picking my stuff out for me, bringing it to me. I might not want it. It might be the wrong thing. But then it's like, what if we ever get to the point where we have no option? You know, that that's really concerning about me. And then as far as the cash paradigm, do you still think it's a good idea? I mean, do you think cash is going to be eliminated totally out of the system or we should just, you know, just as a backup for the backup, just keep some cash on hand for emergencies, or maybe in the future that's not cash is not going to be it's going to be obsolete. I think it's going to be obsolete, but not probably until we're older, much older. Like my children, they never going to use cash. They don't use it now. You know, they all got a little debit right. card. They they totally. Right out of the loop from where we are. We grew up with it. It's like someone who, like I know you and I remember the time before there was an internet. Now, we, these people that have grown up where they know nothing but the internet, now they're a totally different mindset. <laughs> they're totally, yeah, you see, so it's a, it's a, this generation right here that we see will be like my children, the kids born right now, this generation alpha, going to be the last generation of people to remember paper money. That's where I'm going wow. with it. It's in Agenda 21. If you read it, it's in the Green Agenda. It's in Agenda 2030. Right. It's in everything they've written and everything they've said has been on point. The pandemic to me was for them to push this new system. Like like I said, 80% of all the products that were sold during the pandemic was done digitally. So they pushing the system, and then um, next step they're going to go to is putting the people on the blockchain. That's contact tracing. They're going to put. They're going to know your every move when you step out and you win. Right. COVID nineteen right. is the reason they have to do all of that. So this is the the agenda that everyone's been talking about for the last thirty years, happening right in front of us. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
Now, it's little loopholes I'm seeing, yo, we could we could prosper in this being that we know what's happening. And this is one of them. Right. Like, being that we know we know what's happening, you know, we know they're going to go crypto. We know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many Dr. X shows we got to listen to? You know what I'm saying? We know what they're about to do. We know what the right. globalist is about to do. We know they got the ultimate, you know, everyone down with them. You know, look how against Trump they are. He's not even that far off a globalist, you know? So, yeah, it, it's, it's, a, it's inevitable. I'm thinking Trump is buying us four more years, you know what I'm saying, to get in it while it's dirt cheap because when it hits, it's going to hit. And that whoever right. was left out is going to be just like the people that was left out the Internet. Um, and, and it's just like with the Amazon, the Amazon stock, dude, I checked it today. It's over $3,000 a share now. And I was kicking myself because yeah, I, I was telling one of my partners at work, I've had my Amazon account since 2004. What happened when, um, when I got deployed, Amazon was one and um, Athey's, also the military catalog service, were the only two companies at the time that would ship items to the APO um, mailboxes out there in, um, in Iraq and stuff. And so I wasn't thinking at the time, okay, this company is, send, is able to send the stuff. I never even thought about buying no stock from the company. And then it's like now when I decide to want to go buy it, I can't afford the shit unless I do it through an a ETF or something like that. But, dog, $3,000 a share, that's crazy. Yeah, I saw that it became a, like the I think the second most expensive stock on Wall Street. You know, the most expensive. Yeah. All right, no one no one can afford a hundred twenty eight thousand dollars a share for Berkshire Hathaway. Like that's like Warren Buffett's wow. stock. Like woo. But you know, um, yeah, Amazon stock is like, you know, I saw that in Tesla stock like over a thousand. They don't even sell a hundred thousand cars. Like it's been you know, going up the past month. Exactly. Yeah, so it's showing me that this new economy is here. It's all about the data they could collect. No one could collect more data on driving than Tesla. You know what I'm saying? They know everything you do. They, they can predict your next move. They know when you're about to take your eyes off the road, and they just pick up and start driving for you. Like, all about the data collection. And once you get all, all that data collecting and stuff, how it gets broken down is through all these algorithms, these computers solved to get these cryptocurrencies. That's the big secret of the whole game. How they, how do they, who has time to figure out all these algorithms? People mining, they just, they don't know what they solving. You know what I'm saying? They just know their computer's doing it in the background while they cooking and eating and doing whatever they you otherwise do. Their computer's mining and solving all these algorithms, trying to figure out our next predictions and moves. You know what I'm saying? And and it's all a seamless system, bro. We the energy that's um that's controlling this whole thing. If the people go away, they don't have nothing to surreal. You know, it's all about surveilling us. We're feeding the system now. It's like that point in the Matrix where all the people was just stuck to the machines and getting all the energy sucked out of them. Like, that's what that's what they're doing. Wow. All right, John. I'm not going to hold up the line. Thanks for taking my uh, questions and comments. And uh, keep making those Thank dollars, brothers. Thank All right. You. Okay. Thank you. All right. We're going to 
Eddie must have stepped away from the phone. He must have stepped away from the phone or he dozed off on us. Okay. All right, y'all. Um, if there's any more questions, comments, this is the time to raise your hand. Let's go to three three six four five eight. Three three six. Yeah, it's me. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing tonight? Great, great. Yeah, I wanted to ask uh, Tutmos and uh, Thomas a question. Like, so you were saying something about uh, another one, another company besides uh, XRP? Yeah. Mhm. What company was that? It's called Vchain, and this one I just found out about. Yeah, V chain. V chain. V E V E B H A N. V chain. One word. You say V E V A N? No, no. V E chain. Like C H A I N. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, V chain. Okay. Right. Yeah, and this one is this one is ill, brother. I'm oh. We're going to discuss that next. Um, in fact, this one's so ill, it might have brothers in the hood going to take stuff they own of value to go get a chip put in it just so they could have, because, you know, we like to show off. You know, I look at my chip, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know, watch, man. They're going to be bringing a Jordans to the Jordan store to get the chip in it, everything, bro, so it could have a value. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you, and you think they're going to push that uh, through this company? Like, you think they're going to get that off it's the already, The company got a deal with Nike, Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. That's a damn deal. Adidas, um, Polo, so, um, so, Favari, so Lamborghini. Be- so is that is that like a stock or a crypto, though? It's a crypto. It's a you could invest in it as a crypto, and it's less than okay. a penny. I mean, less than two right. coin. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and so it's not, mm-hmm. Is it a chip? It's not a that they put that a, they putting in the product. A, well, it's it's a RFID chip in some products, and some products so it's a barcode that square. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you, got on, we go. if you got on a authentic polo shirt right now, you got the chip under your polo man. Put it on the polo man. So if you take the polo man off, you take the chip off, then your shirt is worthless. So you're going to keep it there. And now if somebody challenges you, yo, yo, yo you see, yo, you just show them that chip. Like, nigga, look at my, sh- my shit real. You know, oh, you can see it in the hood, you know. He got the real deal, you know what I'm saying? That's how it's it's already in the pocket books. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Crazy. If I want to walk around and they know my uh, every move. Yeah, every move. Because they can um, tell you how long you wore those tennis shoes for, how much rub, rubber is left on, on the shoes. Much. You know, guys too much information. Um, mm-hmm. So that adds value just by saying, okay, I want to sell this Jordan version 25 or whatever they, you know, guys get into all that stuff. 
you know, you, you want to sell them for 80 bucks. The chip has been recording information like you take your car in and get regular uh, maintenance records and stuff. So when you're trying to resell your car, you got all your nice little records and you can prove I only wore the shirt uh, two times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. There ain't no rips in it. I've only washed it two times or whatever. All that. It'll be in the chip. And the Louis bags. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, your girl is going to be chipping, chipping too. That's crazy. The way we sell yeah. our out. Right. Like For $2. At the, at the end of the day. No. Right. But it's the, at the end of the, the day, though, it's like, we go. We got to get rich off this. If that's. I'm about to put like a, a, a thousand on each one of these. You know what I'm saying? Because I already been trading mm-hmm. some other little stocks. So it's like it's a no brainer to me. I'm trying to buy as many shares as I can because I just had uh, like probably like almost a thousand shares in a party city stock, and I kind of got into it the same way. But I just I I let my money go down instead of just going ahead and cashing out. So that's all it's about. We can get rich doing this. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to know the company and all that, but I know it's real. So that's that's the aspect we got to look at it, Bev. Like, we know the shit coming. I, I don't mind getting rich. I don't mind getting rich, but I don't want to get rich on my demise. It's, it's, it's there's a lot that, of different avenues to get rich on. But that's that's how it's going down now. What I'm saying is, and like Tutmosis, this is reality. This is this is happening. It ain't we ain't gonna stop it whether we like it or not. But we might as well get the money because it's on the table. They laying the money right out there. We got to get this money. Then we can do other things that we trying to do. But we still got to make sure we financially straight off this information because that's that's what the universe bringing it to us for. These people getting rich doing the same thing. I I just got a problem with you. the V chain. I got the problem with the V with the chip. <laughs> the V chain, the catch to the V chain, Bev is it's for products coming from China right now. It's not it's not for we can invest in it because the crypto is sold everywhere, but it's a Chinese company, and we already know that half the stuff that come from China is fake. And, we, you know, and everything is made there. And, of course, the corporations that sell these products have want to ensure that the people are getting the product that they are paying for and they want to eliminate bootlegging and things like that. So Nike's sneakers coming from China, if it comes from another country, it won't have the chip in it. I would advise people to start looking up where your sneakers is made. Make sure they're made in Singapore or something. But, yeah, it's a reality. Uh, in fact, the number one thing they're using this for is, um, and once again, Walmart in China, they have this attached to all their meat products because, you know, China has a huge problems getting good meat. Yeah, sometimes the people that sell put bad stuff in it and, you know, it'll go from a third party and they'll switch out, you know, this stuff to that stuff. That can't happen anymore. The original packaging will have a barcode on it. And once they scan that barcode, they'll tell them, even even tell you if the meat got hot or was it, well, you know, the temperature of the package the whole time during delivery and everything. So you know that you're getting 
the perfect pack of meat when you go to their store. You just scan the barcode. Oh, yeah, this one was delivered. It was frozen. Perfect. Let me grab that. You know, it, it's just going to bring that insurance to it. But the the fact, what the brother said is, you know, these chips, if you want name brand stuff, they're going to be in it. It's just with the reality from the sunglasses to the even the auto parts because um, BMW was having a problem. They're the number one selling German car in America. And um, in particular, their three series, uh, a lot of times they'll ship it. It'll go to a, through another country to the United States. In the other country, they'll switch off certain parts and put cheaper parts on it. You know, you're not getting the, all the BMW parts. And they don't know that until you bring it to the shop. And they're like, oh, you didn't have the authentic this and that. So this every part gets a barcode now. So, you know, your your car... Essentially, you can scan it with your phone, just stand next to it. It's going to tell you yeah, everything is intact. You know what I'm saying? It, it's that efficient. And um, that's one of the reasons why I think it's going to be around. And it's what we should be investing in because it's going to have a lot. It has a lot of big companies already invested in it. Uh, Henny, um, Louis Vuitton, Hennessy Moet is the largest um, clothing company in the world. You know what I mean? They, they make Balenciaga. David Saint Levant, they make uh, Dior. I mean, Chanel, like they're the they're the, the big dogs. You know, Nike is I think number but three I mean, or four. Why we gotta have know? name? I, I, why we gotta have name brands? I I buy my sunglasses and I have my name put on them. I don't have no Louis Vuitton uh, name on there. Me neither. I don't buy no name brand stuff. But for a penny, I could buy into the company that is gonna be. Because I know how black people think, right? It it don't it didn't make sense for us to wear clothes that didn't have the name on it, <laughs> big letters, you know, that little barcode in the minds of the Negro, not us, certain black people, is going to be priceless to them. So I know that you know this is this is this one penny investment is going to pay off. I'm not looking at the angle that you're coming from. I don't care about name brand clothes, but I know that they're going to chip them. Yeah, and being that they're invested in it, it's, 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 yeah, at this point, you know, it's the penny. You know, let's let's get into it. A uh, dollar sixty will get you 100 of these coins. If it goes up the dollar each, that's $160, you know? You know, that's how I'm looking so at this, it. But, so this V chain, this is different than the XRP. Absolutely. This is more yeah. a blockchain for products. And like we say, it's the internet of value. Anything that people think is value, they're going to want to be able to prove it has value. So, and, and not us, because we're from the generation where that don't matter, but the next generation, this is going to be important to them. You know what I'm saying? That I bought a real pair of Jordans, and then I could go and resell them for damn near what I paid for them, because I could prove that they were real, and I only wore them one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything is going to be resold. You know, it's going to be a different economy. You know, we, you know, that's how I see it. It's not going to be like it is now. Look how they think. You know, we didn't even wear Louis Vuitton and stuff. Like, we wore Fat Farm and, and Vodka Wear and, I mean, and Sean Don. To me, you know, to that me, was designed to I mean, us. I get. 
I get what you're saying, but I just see where they putting this extra uh, layer of surveillance because people who wear like mm-hmm. designer stuff, they already know the real from the fake. You, you if you mm-hmm. wearing this stuff, you know what what to look for, what to make it real. But by them putting a chip in it, that's just them putting that extra layer of surveillance and taking your your privacy away. So I mean, I mean, people do. Everybody different strokes for different folks. But I just I like to pick and choose what I invest in. So oh, you know, that's fine. That's fine. But you remember we did the show surveillance capitalism. I said yeah. you know, everything to surveil you. So you know, yeah. this is just you know proof to the point. That's just and, one um, of them. It's just one of the things. Yeah. But I agree with you. I mean, hey, if if you have a problem, I wouldn't invest in nothing. Like, I never mm. felt like Bitcoin. I would never invest in Bitcoin because I'm not investing in a coin that you're going to go and um and, and masturbate to a little seven-year-old girl, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I don't yeah. know what you're going to use that coin for. You know? Yeah, so I didn't I'm not invest in participating that in that. Yeah, but this here, it seems like, you know, to ensure the authenticity of things, now, it's certain things it might be you might want to have the coin in, like um now this is this is the chip in or the barcode, you know, however they put it, because even gold and silver will have the chip, and once you scan the chip, it tells you the value of that piece of gold and silver. You don't have to argue, it don't gotta be weighed. You know, they're like the internet of value. They're going to bring everything of value into the Internet, just like the Internet of Things. They brought all the information right. in the world into one place. And, and then, you know, once they bring all the value in, they're going to keep it and then, you know what I'm saying, do the same thing they did, you know, with the Internet. But right now is the time to buy into it. That's all I'm saying. That's I get you. I got it. What happened to Ramon? Okay, Carl. Ramon's still here. I mean, you had such a good conversation going with the description. I'm here. <laughs> Go ahead. Thank you, Carla. That's it. You got, you got some more. Uh, is, yeah. is that it, Carla? No, nah, that was it. That was it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I'm sitting over here trying to get on. All right, I'm trying to get on Coinbase to buy this stuff now. Yeah, thank you. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. Hey man, you buy it. Do that too. (laughs) Okay. You buy a two million dollar Bugatti. You gonna want to make sure that every piece got a barcode, so you make sure you get a two million dollar Bugatti. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm gonna scan everything on it. My seat under the seat, (laughs) you know, the brakes. Oh yeah, this is the real deal, you know. But I'm, I do a. Now, they're saying that these chips can't hear you. I don't believe none of that. You know nah, what I'm saying? Because I saw that Black yeah. Mirror episode with the bees, and they thought the bees wasn't listening and watching them all that time, and it was. The government is going to – the problem that they're going to have is that this – you know, who's going to surveil who? This is all about China, U.S. It's all about positioning. We Rechain is a Chinese product. However, they have a U.S. product that operates just like VeChain that I just found out about today, so I don't have a lot of information on it. It has another type of barcode, um, but it's uh, their barcode is more like, you, you ever go to, like, get some, um, go to the drugstore and get the odorant or something, 
and it has like this hard white piece of thing, and you peel it back, and it got like pieces of metal in it, like little pieces of mm. copper oil inside of it. I know you you had to see this. It's on a lot of products. It used to be on everything. It was the thing that they would hit it on the counter, and then if you walked out, it didn't beep. But if you walked out, oh, it didn't beep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah, a little yeah. piece of paper. It was like a bar. It wasn't a barcode. It was like a just a plain white piece of paper that would just sit on the back of certain products. And you know, okay. and I, I lived in an area where people did a lot of stealing, so maybe that that was why. But it would be like that stuff you would get from Rite Aid or Walgreens. Either way, this is gonna be like an unpeelable strip. Well, that is some that this this other company, but it's it's along the same lines of what this is called. Um, Vericium, V-E-R-I-S-I-U-M. So this is going to be the U.S. answer to V-Chain, you know what I'm saying, to ensure that all the stuff that leaves the United States is authentic, you know, and, and this this will be their answer. I'm going to get more into it. Um, but, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. 404, <laughs> did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, you guys are pretty much hitting it all, uh, Brother Tom. Okay. Being very right. thorough. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just checking. Okay, uh, Thomas in LA. Yeah, what's your thoughts well, on retain, LA? Man, I haven't had a, a lot of chance to to read into that because that was so new when you brought it to me. Um, I put, you know, I kept my focus mostly where the XRP was. Um, just the stuff that you're telling me about it, I think one thing it gives, uh, it, it adds benefit because first and foremost, you got a large crowd of people who, in their mind, to buy things, they want to make sure they're buying, as you said, authentic. But mostly, a lot of people, whether we know it or not, they they may be concerned about buying hot goods. You know, so. You can look at this type of tracing as a as a benefit. I mean, like anything, there's a yin and a yang to the activity. Right. There's got to add with it as much as some good. So, you know, how you're going to use it is one thing. But here's one thing I, I would say I, I don't think I'm hearing in this is um, there's got to be a way to control your data because that's what even what the XRP is talking about. XRP and, and many of things like blockchain, what they're saying is it's the data. You get to control your data. That's what I'm starting to realize, that we're probably not being as vocal about it as much as we probably could be, is it's actually the personal data that's really is what they're after in the sense of it's not really so much about tracking you. This is another marketing tool in the sense it's tracking. Don't get me wrong with that. But it's more about selling more shit to you. You know what I'm saying? That's why with all this stuff that you're talking about, like, instantaneous spending of cash or cash transactions. You know the one number one psychology or the psyche that they, they teach you in marketing is, you know, capturing the the appetite of the, 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 the consumer. But one thing they teach you right off the bat is, man, if a person got to wait to make a purchase, you're going to lose the sale. So a lot of this stuff kind of tells me that they're going to, they're going to get a willing consensual, followers and buyers of this stuff just simply based on basic human traits and behaviors. You know what I'm saying? People want it faster, quicker. This is a way to do it. We should invest in it because you got to think about it. Until the internet came along, 
we had no way of getting away, getting information the way we did. And when it came along, it, it came along as a decentralized platform. That's why we can get so much stuff at the click of a finger. I, I put it this way. It's very people. Very few people probably still driving to the library nowadays to go check out a book, you know, let alone sit there and listen to it. I mean, so, I mean, sit there and go look for one and read it. So if you start thinking about how that's V-Chain and stuff like that, it's just going to answer the, it's going to cater to the audience that is most desiring it in, in the first place. So there, I don't see much demise in it more so than I just see a lot of data rich in companies. And I think that's what, when Derek was asking why was they forcing them to use their Trader Joe and uh, whatever that grocery other grocery store was, I mean a lot of that stuff, man. That that stuff is all about the data. How they going to market back to you? You know how they going to keep you back up in there? Quickness of ease. They know that you don't want to spend no time spending that. I mean, you know what I'm saying to make an order. If I could just put a screen right in my face and touch, you know, in thin air, touch a button that sits there as an image. I'm probably going to do that quicker than going up, going to an ATM or pulling out a, a credit card. You see what I'm saying? So it, the benefit of it is is there whether we like it or not. It's going to be used to distribute not just some of the stuff Thomas talked about. You got to keep in mind they're going to be using this to distribute cargo, worldwide cargo, cargo, global inventory. Wouldn't you want to be a part of that? That ain't always got to be a part of demises and stuff. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's what you actually just said was right here in my notes here. In 2018, the World Trade Organization value the total value of all the merchandise traded in the world was $19 trillion. And that was all the market, the stuff traded in the open market, not in the black market, all the illegal stuff. So um, the number one thing that... Um, Another good reason for this coin is um, uh, over 80% of the medicine that we use in America comes from China. And a lot of times they got counterfeit pills. They swap out for the real pills in transit and things like that. They got whole triads and all these other great games and, um, you know, that that have certain um, things they do in that area to stuff. So, the medicine, a lot of times people are using, ain't even really helping them. You know, diabetes medicine, they still dying from it because you know they do the test. Oh man, you had you're taking a counterfeit pill. You know, uh, you know. So now right. this medicine in particular um, will be one of the top things that will um, you know gain from this V chain because now we'll be able to ensure that that medicine never left the hands of the people that were supposed to have it. Blah blah blah. And uh, right now, Rechain News today, which is actually a, a, they actually got their own websites and everything dedicated to this. People are invested, uh, but they this one this article says um, uh, Rechain News today identifying fake face masks with Rechain technology. So China has been putting a little scannable barcode on each box of uh, real face masks that they make. Now, when the counterfeits, because, you know, of course, they got people over there making fake ones, trying to blend them in with the real ones, they won't have this barcode. And if they do have a barcode and you scan it, it won't say that it's authentic. So it's already being used for the face masks that are coming here, um, the with the N95 masks that China's making and sending to the United States billions at a time. 
all having this chip in it already. Not a chip, it's just the barcode. But, you know, they call that barcode a chip, you know what I'm saying, uh, or a, v, uh, a UV code. But either way, um, it's, it's already in motion. If they are, are already big enough to be able to deal with the coronavirus outbreak, so they're huge. You know what I'm saying? This this company is shipping stuff globally. If they're shipping on face masks from China, I'm sure Chinese face masks is covering everybody in the world. They don't make them here, you know. So it's just um, now they uh, to are. Me it's a, now 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 yeah they now are. they are because Trump is forcing. Yeah, them. right. Yeah, but you know, uh, you know, thank God. And I think a huge reason why Trump. Trump doesn't. Trump isn't knows that he's in competition with these Chinese companies. You know what I'm saying? So um, XRP also um, claims that they have a blockchain sort of that can manage um, inventory, which would be like a V chain, which is another layer to the XRP we were talking about earlier that we didn't even get into. I just found that out recently. Like, oh man, this thing could really be big, but. Um, yeah, Trump's in because competition with China, and that's what it is. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I noticed that a lot of things now you see is made in America. You don't see all that China stuff anymore. And and some things I had ordered uh, that were coming from China, they had to give me my money back because they couldn't. It couldn't. He wouldn't let it in. He's not letting a lot of stuff in. I think that he is against these chips. He understands that. China will be able to have information on Americans. You understand? Like, right. know how. Right. So he's, he also understands that the United States got to be in that space competing because that's an actual space that exists, and they got to have companies that in that space is capitalism. So one got to make money off of it. So what he's doing is holding off. That's why I say he's buying us time. I think he um, he just wants to go on TV and say, everybody start investing in this stuff, man. I'm buying y'all time, you know. Um, you know, I'm not going to let these globalists just come in and sweep everything away from you without giving you a chance to buy into it, you know, because he's going to be all right. He, he loaded, you know what I'm saying? But the little people like us, we always left out in it uh, when they switch over things. Uh, last time they switched over the financial system was 1871. You know, we just came out of what they said. We came out of just slavery or, you know, at, at the very least, fighting a war against them. You know what I'm saying? So we didn't know nothing about this new industrialization plan they had going forth, you know. And then we ended up just being workers in it instead of owning anything in it. You know, I'm sure at one point, well, the well, stocks was probably $2 or something. Mm-hmm. 1871 is when they went from a government to a corporation. Corporation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when they created industrial. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what everything became a corporation. You know, they only do business with corporations. Made us corporations. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. that's what they do. So, but they're changing that structure now. You know, they're going yeah. into a whole new financial where it ain't gonna really be corporations. What do they need them for? I, I work at the for the. Um, Intercontinental Exchange, which owns the New York Stock Exchange, and we have a huge office. I've been to work this week. Nobody's there but me. The stock exchange is having record-breaking numbers. They don't need us. 
to be in a workspace. They could just have all the people working from home and everything works perfectly. Why are they paying all this rent and stuff to rent these buildings? So I'm just looking at it from the side like, man, they flipped everything. These people might never come back to work. But do they need to have them come back to work for? They still making money. I need to be here to make money. I'm the one that's going to get screwed. You know what I'm saying? Not them. They could they could work from home. I, if I'm yeah. If I don't have stuff you know to do in the office, I don't have a job. So you know, it, it, I'm seeing a change. My kids was told they only got to go to school two days a week. You know what I'm saying? Like what? And then um, some of youth jobs, which at first was canceled. Now they get to do it online. You get to work from home? Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, what? What? this world is changing. They already, my kids won't, will already be in a world where they never do nothing but work from home. You know, the only people they ever seen had a job was mommy and daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so it, I'm looking at the change and saying, man, I, I don't want to be left out this time, man, because I didn't know nothing <laughs> about no computers. When the, the dot-com, you know, I still was plugging a computer into the back of um, my mother's phone. I'm plugging her phone, plugging it into the back of the computer, get a net zero disk or an AOL disk, put it into the computer, watch it boot up and go online. I had no idea that they was making money off of that stuff. I would have been investing in it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, but now that I see what they're doing this time, I'm like, oh, man, I'm not making this mistake again. I see what right. they're doing. They're not fooling me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's definitely it's a shift going on. Yeah, yeah there's now. Yeah. But if, check if this out. This, oh, go ahead. Come on. No, I was, was going to y'all. Eric mm-hmm. mentioned it earlier. When we went into the lockdown, you remember, really, did anybody end up spending any cash? Because the way they kept you... The way they kept it, you wouldn't have been able to spend cash anyway. You would have had to been exactly. Stuff they forced it. Like, yeah, they forced it in the situation. And anybody that would have took cash, they know, for example, like bars and stuff, that's why they went. To me, that's why they went right after them. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, okay, these are all the people who deal most in cash first and foremost. So get them out the way. And you're forced to deal with people who can say, well, we're set up to digitize your payments. You ain't got to do nothing. Just stay home. We'll take it over the phone. You know, it's, it's a very easy process to get us into it because we already primed for it anyway. Absolutely, brother. And restaurants, like barbershops, stuff that you always spend cash on normally when you go out, tips. You know what I'm saying? You put a few dollars down on the table, you know, you know. Hey. Swipe a card for tips and stuff, you know. So did yeah, you, they they took that away. Did you uh, now? I'm, I I hope I ain't veering off because it might have something to do with what we talking about. Did you, you did y'all know anybody that did those virtual haircuts and stuff? No, I mm-hmm. never saw that. Not me. You did, 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 have you heard anybody talking about it or anything? Nah, mm-hmm. just the no. first I heard of it. What's this? Was this like the virtual um, rap battles I've been seeing? Well, this was going on during the COVID nineteen. They were showing. I'm gonna have to ask my son about this because he's a barber. But they were uh, they were showing where people were actually getting haircuts from the barbers uh, through their phones. Now, how they do that? So what, yeah, that's I what know. I want to know. <laughs> that's what. That's why I, I was like, it made you made me think about that. I was like. 
I forgot to ask if anybody else has saw that. Um, I don't know if it's even true. I mean, but some of the stuff we talked about, I'm like, it just wow. makes you wonder. I mean, like telemedication. You know, many people ain't even thought to ask, how's the doctor going to distribute me my medicine? And I ain't even at his office, and I ain't went to the pharmacy to go get no medicine. Mm-hmm. But, but right. it's happening. You see what I'm saying? It's actually going on, whether people know it or not. They got insurance policy coverages for it right now. Tell me, tell medication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know how they're going to stuff up. Well, maybe we actually talked about it. Uh, what about the app that you have on your phone? Because it, it, it measures your heart rate. It measures all kind of stuff in your body. So they got to yeah. be doing Those something like that. Yeah. Those yeah. watches, yeah. And in the video games, it, that, that look at you, you know, if you put it on your TV, it's looking at you. You could have a doctor come on and actually prescribe you medicine, give you an examination wow. through the television, through the Xbox. You just said it. You just said it. Probably yeah. through the retina. Through the, it's probably done through the the, the eye retina. Yeah, because when you, you know, play the Xbox, it tells you like it. um, it shows you like your inside of your body, like it'll it'll show you like a figure where they're showing your bones playing the game. Like, oh shoot, they like not looking at me, they looking through me. Like, so yeah, mm-hmm. they could probably give you a straight up MRI, you know, there there through the thing through the television. Wow, or through some type mm-hmm. of uh, Wi-Fi box, because uh, we had talked about that before. You know what I'm saying? You know, you might have a Wi-Fi box like type of thing. You know that does all of what you just said. Probably scans your body and everything, and delivers it. And you know, because if they can read your your vitals, then obviously they can transmit to you because they receive you. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, check this out, um, man. Just to. Mm-hmm. To show y'all something, like, I didn't even know this, right? And this was um one of the reasons why they were pushing this uh, V-chain. It said 20% of global wine sales are counterfeit. And I was like, wow, you know, you're thinking you're getting a Pinot Grigio from the Pinot Valley or whatever, and it, somebody along the lines took that label or put it on another bottle, and you're getting some other wine, and you know what I'm saying, they got the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Get so 20%. <laughs> and they said $375 million worth of Italian cheeses sold in the United States are not even from Italy or were purposely mislabeled in Italy, and they're selling you something cheaper than the cheese you're paying for. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and, of course, French wine as well. You know, so these are some of the things, and I never thought of it like, damn, you know, you order some things and you think you get in the real thing, you know, from another country and the mall probably got it set up where they take those labels off, you know, put it on a cheaper bottle and send that out in the boat. You know what I'm saying? And you get in, you thinking it's the good thing. Like, man, I got some Moet, you know, and it ain't even Moet, it's Moshet. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. Um, so that's some of the things they, so Italy is on it, you know, France is on it, you know what I'm saying? So um yeah um this um castle society which we're heading into which um you know it's hard to conceptualize just like if someone would have told me 25 years ago yo you'll be looking at TV in a 
little box in your hand, I would have said, man, get out of my face, man. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, um, in the future, this is uh, actual, you know, when I say the future, and I'm talking about the immediate future, this is something that could actually happen. Uh, and it's, it's described as an economic state whereby financial transactions are not conducted with money in the form of physical banknotes, coins, you said it's a coin shortage, or precious metals, but rather the transfer of digital information. That's it. It's not even currency. It's just information. That's all they're transferring is showing you the information that they figured something out and to prove that they did it. That's the whole thing. So this cashless society is that simple. It's just not going to be banknotes, coins, that dirty money that spread diseases and, you know, those dirty coins and, you know what I'm saying, that the, those are going to be gone. And I think you're starting to see now with the coronavirus, how many countries have just deaded their cash system, just including China, which was the first ones to do it. And I was like, how are they going to debt a cash system? And they got $1.5 billion, um, billion people, and they did it. You know, um, Europe of Sweden and those countries up there, they already had a cashless society. We just not there yet. You know what I'm saying? And I think by the time it hits, people gonna be left behind if they didn't see it coming. You know? <laughs> Excuse me. Can I, can I, can y'all still be heard? I had to move around a little bit. Uh, can I still be heard though? Yeah, we hear you. Okay, hey, well, sorry, I had to yeah change up my location a little bit. Um, yeah, I, 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 once again, Thomas, I think we've already definitely have entered that that space of cashlessness because, like right now, like I said, most places, if if you look at even just going to sit down to eat at a Chili's and stuff nowadays, they encourage you with them little little games that they put on your table. Y'all been have you been at a Chili's or anything lately within the last couple of years? You go there. Yeah, they got that at Olive Garden too. Yeah, right, right. So it's already been there in front of us the whole time. You know what I'm saying? We just kind of been using it as entertainment, and you know, once again, that's kind of how they give it to you anyway—something to play with until you realize what it is. But most people probably have paid at the table in the last two years than really have gave money to the the the, the waitress or the waiter. You know what I'm saying? Typically, you writing your tip on a receipt nowadays. So all that's uh, all that's uh, activity of digital currency right there. Yeah, even when you order food and stuff, that they add the tip in. They you know, add you don't give nobody no yeah. cash. They add it in there. Like I ordered pizza tonight, yeah. and um, you go to the you don't call the pizza place. They say, oh, just just go to the app. They got an app, mm-hmm. a regular pizza place. It's so already there. They had my credit card information saved already, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, how much do you want to give a tip? Like, oh, shoot, I could give them a tip too? All right. You know, and, um, you know, uh, Enrique dropped it off. You know what I mean? So that's how it works. You know? But so, how you notice they they know the type of pizza you like. Last time you last time you ordered from there, like, for example, Domino's yep. Pizza. Pull that on Domino's mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh, yeah, you – your last pizza was this and blah 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 blah. That's it's all that data, man. That's really what the what they want. And they sell that data too. 
They sell that data. Yeah, that's what we're telling people. That's, that's why the money. XRP mm-hmm. is the perfect thing. That's what they're talking about in it. It's all about the and, using your data to distri- distribute big business activity. That's what they're saying to us. And all that mm-hmm. data collected, let's just say all the data Amazon collects, they don't know what to do with all this data. How They, they don't have no team of people to figure out how to sort this into something they can use. That's what all the people mining cryptocurrencies, they, they have to, their computers have to figure out these complicated algorithms, which is putting all these data into different sets. It's doing all the work for Amazon. You know what I'm saying? When you peel back all the layers, you're going to find out that the, there's no way in the world you got crypto coins without Amazon, Google, Facebook, and all the other technocrats being behind you. You know what I'm saying? They run the, we know they run the internet. So there's no way you can have something be informed on the internet without, you know, all those companies um, in on it. Right. You know what I'm saying? It just, just won't happen. So um, that, all I have to say is they, all this time we've been using Google Pay, it, it probably is a cryptocurrency somewhere behind the scenes making that whole process seamless that we don't even know about. You know what I'm saying? Well, it probably is XRP, and we don't even well, Don, know it, you know? <laughs> Here's what I found out. It's funny you brought up that data stuff, because a while back I had found out they said the data that they use to produce Bitcoins or the cryptocurrency is actually what they call waste data. It's, yeah. it's data that they don't even – ain't even targeted yet. That they It's basically like – Waste that they just throw away and say, okay, whatever y'all know to do with this, do whatever you do with it. And somebody didn't figure out how to come along to get the waste, like trash, and, and recycle it and make it into a, a cryptocurrency environment. That's what yeah, that's I, what this when, stuff is about. When I saw that waste data, that's when I said, are they lying? Because what they call all the DNA, they can't figure out junk DNA. You know, we know that's what makes us special. You know what I'm saying? So. You can't throw that away. I'm like, man, they ain't they ain't wasting nothing. These people don't waste nothing, man. They, how are they figuring all this stuff out? And it just hit me one day, like, yo, they got all these people doing all the work for them, man. Well, but it ma- okay, man. but it makes you want to ask the question: What's our data? Would we? What would they consider of our data is 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 not useless, trash data or waste? You know what I'm saying? I had to think about that. Damn, what do I do that would be in my own thinking about the way I behave would be perceived as waste data that becomes marketable? I still ain't put my finger on that yet, but it's it's very interesting to know because that's what they're building this whole. I mean, a lot of that cryptocurrency stuff is built on this stuff. I agree, brother. Now. Now we we hear you, uh, LA, but I don't see you on the dashboard. No, I had to call back in through Thomas. <laughs> so I oh, got that's dropped what knocked happened? off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I got okay, off. okay, okay. All right. Yep. Well, we get but, down uh, on time anyway. We got about fifteen minutes left. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know, I don't want to. You know, keep hopping on it. I plan on um, buying some of this stuff ASAP and, um, you know, looking into more, you know, see which other ones got this type of strong backing like these two. Um, mm-hmm. But 
um, you know, as as I see, I don't want to keep ringing the same bell. It's 2020, you know, until that portal opens or December 21st, and we could jump in and go see our cousins in, in Atlantis and the Moria and everything, you know what I'm saying? We got we to gotta stay focused on the goal here, you know what I mean? Now, if Trump loses the election, which I think is damn near impossible unless they create an act and cheat him, this stuff is going to be coming down the pipe as soon as he leaves. I mean, whoever they put in there, this is going to be agenda number one. You know what I'm saying? Sell us out straight to China with all the fake crypto that they got, you know, all this other stuff. And we need to keep it this way. Mm -hmm. I think that before Trump get out of office, he's going to destroy China. I mean, I see him as the takeover. So all of this, you know, he he's the takeover. He got to think about his own money. That would be one reason, one good reason why I wish he said uh, exactly. that makes sense. I mean, he's a billionaire in the, the world, world, you know, on the world stage. So if nothing else, he's up there for the benefit of keeping his own riches right, which I think probably would help keep he you was, know he was doing <laughs> our situation. <laughs> But well, I, I just so feel I don't like even... that. Yeah. So I, I don't see once he, because it's about, it's the war going on now, but I just feel like we're going to win the war before he get out of office. So it ain't going to be no, uh, whoever come in. He might be the well, last let me say president. This. Let me share this then since we're down on time. If you ain't comfortable okay. with the XRP thing, if, if, if you're not comfortable with this yet, I would say this, considering I think everybody on this phone would probably say, yeah, they probably planning a COVID, too. Well, the first COVID bond cleared at $65 billion before it even went mature. Oh, and I they don't said, have a they, problem they said, with this. I don't have a problem with it. Well, I'm saying at least invest in that if you don't <laughs> invest in the COVID bond, because they said by the end of this year, the COVID bond will have hit $165 billion. No, sorry, I'm, I'm up to sixty-five saying, billion. This is time when they have the windows of opportunity that's open up. That's the time for you to get in and get the opportunity, yeah, like you is. say, and get out. Uh, I don't have a problem with so, that. So you know that would be one good for people who you know may be struggling with the XRP. You can get into the COVID nineteen, and it's literally labeled as a COVID nineteen bond. You can buy into it. Okay. And I'm pretty sure so we're going to see COVID that come around again. Bond. They yeah. have an actual COVID-19 bond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, but you got to look at the history. I mean, they make money off of everything, anything. And I'm not mad. Well, at I mean, yeah, I'm about to say, I'm not mad at the people. I'm just learning that mm-hmm. I had to come out of what they call emotional. That's what we talk, you know, when yeah. I was talking to you and Dr. Yeah. X about that, we... We've been so emotional. Everything is about fair right. and right and good and, and they, bad. It's and like, well, fair. hold on. Yeah. Everything is every, – we're mixing up moral and religious belief systems amongst everything. It's like one size don't fit all, y'all. You know, when you're in business, right. people right. are not talking about Jesus, you know, so you just have to go at it that way. <clears throat> and that's yeah. what all I can offer to the family, that if you think this is a – a good opportunity. I think Thomas laid out a damn well, you know, presentation on why it has its, 
benefits and understanding if nothing else, if you didn't care to invest in it, one thing you can take from this is we're not mistaken when we tell y'all this is the new central uh, system for cash because the I mean for a currency going for, forward because the very people who are willing to take them and say we'll use your system or actually here's what they're saying that's why I want y'all to go watch mm-hmm. the video with David Schwartz they're actually funding him to find the bugs or make sure there's no bugs in that system before they take on it so what do you think mm-hmm. this says to y'all mm-hmm. Right. If, if, if FinCEN and, and SEC is paying this man and many companies like that to fix the little bugs so they can create currencies on top of this blockchain, use the one that we just talked about, that should tell you right then and there. If this specific currency will be centralized, and it will have the most mm-hmm. power because it will be backed by all your financial institutes. That's what Thomas was saying. Banks are already right. using it. Major retail places are using it. Eventually, you're going to see shipping industries, everybody. They're already in on it, but I'm saying so many people are going to get involved. They're just going to be returning themselves right back to the fiat system that you're getting out of. It's just a new format now, much more accurate, no room for error. We can replay the action. If you say you didn't do it, well, we ain't got to argue about it. We ain't got to go to court no more. Mm-hmm. Everybody right. can look at the transaction and say it. So it has its benefits. You know, and, and considering what they he just told you all about the V-chain, uh, XRP offers the same thing, internet of value. What you, what you might think is junk just might be worth something. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, this is great very, information, especially for the investors, the great information. I heard you too, bad because... I heard Yusuf L talking last night, and his subject matter made me realize that some of what y'all be into with the public yeah. and private stuff. This is a perfect yeah. op- this is a perfect platform for y'all for that. I know. And he I know. he wants to learn about it too because he said, yeah, he said it himself. He felt this would be the perfect platform for the transition for people in public and private affairs. Because think about it, yeah. you could use Bitcoin to buy into XRP, get what you got to get out of it. Convert it back over to Bitcoin. That's the same as public yeah. and private. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't no rules against that. They're just telling you right. if you're going to use XRP. There's a rule being established to regulate it, just like the dollar. But that doesn't mean any other cryptocurrencies that come up out of this is being regulated. That's what the young the young lady asked us earlier in the Q and A. There is. You can create an endless amount of cryptocurrencies out of blockchain that still remain to be decentralized and step in the public market, XRP, for example, do your thing there, come back out, bring it into your private. Yeah, so that, that's what we do anyway. Yeah, I, I see it working. I can see it working. So I hope, you know, okay. I hope we did get something out there. Yeah. If we had a, lot, a, lot a large of information. If we had a large holding of XRP, uh, essentially, let's just say a Mexican wanted to send money home, you know what I'm saying, we could do the transaction for them, you know what I'm saying, Um, Mm -hmm. real quick and easy for them, you know, hey, you know, it charged them a little transaction fee, you know, all right, man, give me $25, it's going to be cheaper than what you're going to pay to send it anyway. Right, you You can send it through your Bitcoin. And I'll send it through... 
I'll send them some $50, whatever amount you, you know, you want to send home $1,000, send it through an XRP and give me the money plus a transaction fee for it. You know what I'm saying? And, and make money off of it. You know, and then once mm-hmm. the transaction's made, you just put the coins right back in your thing and, you you know, send the money. So it, it, you just keep yeah. the transaction fee. It's, it's ways to make money off of it other than just um, buying the coins and holding it. You can, um, you know, uh, essentially be the bank, you know, for the first time. Right. You're playing dice. You, you got the bank. You know what I'm saying? How much is in the bank? I got $1,000 in the bank. You know what I'm saying? So y'all can't go over thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? That's what's in the bank. So you know, I got hundred. All right, you got you know that's CeeLo. Right. But well, investors, investors. Before we close out, investors, whether whether many of us know this or not, they're taking cryptocurrency as asset quicker than they are real assets, hard dollar. Asset, cash. Yeah, okay. they're, they're taking that faster than they'll take the dollar. So mm-hmm. it's got to be something in it. But on that note, Auntie Bev, you don't mind. If the family want to get in touch with me, L.A. Ramon, you can okay. reach me at electronicproducers at gmail.com. That's electronicproducers at gmail.com. All righty. And Tugmo? Oh, you can reach me at TJS81277 at gmail. Uh, TJS81277 at gmail. And, um, you know, let's so, you know, keep it going. You know what I'm saying? All um, right. Let's 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 stay off the streets. So protesting, sick of that by now. It's time to end that programming. Get, it's get time the, to keep that get going. This money. Right. Let's get this get paper. You know what? Let's. That's right. We can't even call it getting paper no more. You know what I'm saying? this digital. Yes. Well, I thank both of y'all. Excellent job. Good information. Appreciate the research. Look forward to next time. So we can, we're going to continue this money trail that we, this money information we putting out here. This perfect timing for it. Thank both of y'all. All of the money. All of the money. Yeah. Thank you, Auntie Beth. Okay. Thank you, family. All right. Peace and love. All righty, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Throughout my life, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. no matter what I've done, right. you've been merciful, merciful, and your love endured. Yeah. Through all things, all things, for that, for that, I am eternally grateful. Since my date of birth, bought you nothing but hurt. Play those video games, stole chains from your purse, sat on a cold court bench till I was arranging your skirt. Throw the pain in your face, still you maintain the smirk All you did was motivate, don't let them hold you back What I do, I turned around and I sold you crack I was the bastard for that, still I'm drowning in shame Just remember one thing now, you're not to blame You was newly separated, trying to escape your world And through my thirst, I didn't help you, I just made things worse I hated me and everybody that created crack Had me thinking the newest kicks and the latest gas Still haven't apologized, so please play this back While I try to come to terms with such a heinous act You know in more than one way cocaine numbs the brain 
All I did was think about how the funds once came Then I ran across this memory and it stung the brain How can you ever destroy the beauty from which one came? That's the savage, you the reason why me and these beats make a marriage Why I rhyme above average and I ain't shit Glad you got yourself together, no thanks to me Strong and beautiful, the way things should be You must love me And fighting continued As I plundered through your stuff And snuck your clothes to school Got intense, real intense As we got older Never believed it would lead To me popping one in your shoulder With my rings Knew you had it Cause you took too long As Mickey, Annie and the girl That bought it looked on Puffing and puffing Gun in my hand Told you step outside Hoping you said no But you hurt my pride Made our way down the steps Maybe you thought it was just a threat Or maybe your life was just that crazy And you was begging for death Try to justify this in my young mind But the adrenaline and my ego hurt combined Drove me berserk Saw the devil in your eyes High off more than weed Confused I just closed my young eyes and squeezed What a sound Open my eyes just in time to see you stumbling to the ground Damn, what the fuck I done now? Running around in the circle Thinking I'm ass out Hot gun burning my waist Ran straight to jazz out Like a stranger Damn, I just shot my nigga And ran up into the night As if it was not my nigga Left the scene How could I go out that way? Still you act to see me in the hospital The next day You must love me you from this life and keep you away from the game but you was one of the few people that i can trust and the fact of the matter i slang these five for us you put the pressure on me daily rarely would you let it go for the thousand and one time i had to tell you no but it was one of those days when nobody was around and i needed an emergency trip out of town search my mental rolodex for all the numbers i know as you stared in my face asked me could you go Reset tender, everything will go smooth Just tell her what to do and everything will go cool Strap your body with them things as you boarded the plane Couldn't explain the strange feeling that I caught in the vein I'm thinking, why would I send you when I knew it ain't right? I'm thinking, what would make you sacrifice your life? You must love me Making the world healthier, safer, and more efficient. That's the mission for IT professionals at Lidos. And right now, they're looking for the next generation of innovators to help transform the business and change the future of work. Excellent pay and sign-on bonuses available. Security clearance required. Put your software skills to work with Lidos. Learn more at Lidos.com slash PHX2. That's L-E-I-D-O-S dot com slash PHX2. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's.
Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.